2: Oh, I think it's sick. Enter the hideout. and J-Dubs.
3: And be her. Oh, oh, oh.
1: What, what What's new?
3: What are you doing, Hefe? Oh, J-Dubs, what's new? Hey, 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 hey. It's sleeping, baby. Welcome to The Hideout, Real Radio 104.1, half dubs, Friday night, we don't want to do any work, so it is up to you, your show, start by calling now. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, star
4: 1041 888 1041 star on your singular wireless phone.
3: Uh, if you prefer, you can type to us at Real Radio Hideout, that is our AOL Instant Messenger, Tommy Bateman is a producer. If it's good enough, he will pass it along to me. Chunks mans the talk and roll controls, and he is the star of realradio.fm. Go to the hideout page and look at pictures of him in dresses and panties and all uh, a bunch of other fun stuff, swimming with gators. It's all good, realradio.fm. I guess right now, Hooch, Hooch, um, who feels she only needs to get here ten minutes before showtime is manning hmm. the phones. Hooch's come lately, I guess. And uh, Putin's back there just being creepy. So, uh, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, star 1041 888 978 1041 on your singular wireless phones. That's through Schilderone. He's in third mic tonight. Hey. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the Hideout 7, the seven questions we want to get answered before 11 o'clock. Dubs, first and foremost, last Friday... We were broadcasting live from Slow and Low Barbecue, Cocoa Beach, uh, with Miller Lite and Southwest Airlines. Tonight, back to normal, Friday night open door policy. So the first question is, who's going to show up for the Friday night open door policy from 9 to 11? We open up the doors. If you've never seen a radio studio before, if you've ever wanted to just come hang out and be on the radio, just watch what happens, tonight's the night.
4: Yeah, you can come on up.
3: Yeah, there's no real thing you have to do, just come on up and get in the door. I've even noticed this happening over the last few uh, Friday night open door policies. It appears the hideout is the new, I don't know, entertainment uh, option for live shows because at least at least for the last three weeks, we've had about three or four couples who were come in. It looks like they're dressed up, like they just came from dinner, and it was like, are we going to go and do dinner and a movie? Are we gonna do dinner and maybe a comedy club, or are we gonna do dinner in the Hideout? And it's like they chose the Hideout, and they're here. They don't want to go on air. They just like to come in and watch the show. Which, by almost, the way, that's cool. I like that. I love it. it uh, it's really, really cool. So, Friday night open door policy. We'll open up the, um, we'll open up those doors here uh, at nine o'clock. Is Carl Rove worse than Osama bin Laden? There was an op-ed. I believe on Yahoo, but I don't know if it was actually anywhere else in any newspapers. I guess Ted Rawl is the dude's name, and he wrote an op-ed about why Karl Rove is worse than Osama bin Laden. Wow, that's a bold statement. I
4: mean, I'm uh, not a Republican by any stretch of the imagination, but I would not call him Osama bin Laden or worse than Osama. But I am intrigued to see what this guy has to say. Yeah, I I would like to uh, hear what someone from that... Extreme position would uh, be saying about Carl Rove because we've
3: been called bleeding hearts or you know, yeah, and that's extreme for us. or whatever that's pretty out there, but um well, you know, I'm interested in what the dude has to say um why is dubs pissed at me? I've been very pissed at you all day long. do you at least you don't have to tell the the extreme the the whole story, but it has to do with what uh I drew my head last night one of those nocturnal emission
0: no,
4: no i I didn't uh, finish. Close. Okay. You, know, you came close, I'll tell you that much. You were pretty good. I know. No, but I'm very upset with you over a dream that I had last night where you uh, you I... assaulted me, I'll say
3: that much. Ugh. And it's not an unternally mission? No. All right, whatever. What can we do to solve the trust issues in the hideout? This has actually been brought up to us by management. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're here at uh, Real Radio, and we love it. Catherine and Dan, are uh, bosses, are just outstanding. But they said, you know what, it seems to me like you guys have some trust issues. Yeah, with us and the support staff. So we're going to work on that, and we're actually probably going to need your help at some point tonight. we got some great prizes, and maybe we can trick you into uh, helping us out if we give you prizes. Uh, how well do you know Christian Bale? Who? I guess he was he's Batman? Yes, of course. He's Batman and Bateman. Not Tommy Bateman, but an American Psycho. I wish. And for some reason, um, you know, I don't know if we want to bring it up now or later. We'll do it later. I don't want anyone to cheat. No, I, I wonder if you would really sleep with him.
5: No, it's a guy.
3: I think so. I think there's, that's the one dude. And here's why I think. Here's why I think you would. And I don't believe it's anything gay at all. Gay at all. I believe it's completely narcissistic. Me, never. Because you you feel like you and Christian got a bond and a lot of... And you just want to bond in another way. We're both
5: like the best looking guys on the planet, so we have that in common.
3: Wow, that was... Okay, that's awkward.
5: Uh, But true. I've learned to deal with it. You should too. Look at these guns. (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) Yeah, fluxing on the radio. (laughs) See that at home, people? Look at that right there. It's powerful stuff. Uh, What's in the Chunks diaries?
3: Uh, This is something that I am looking forward to. Chunks got shipped a whole bunch of stuff that was at his parents' uh, place.
4: Yeah, his mom shipped a bunch of uh,
3: boxes from his
4: bedroom and attic, I guess. And some Chunks diaries were in there.
3: And so apparently Chunks would keep a journal or a diary when he was growing up. And he was telling us about a couple of the entries, and we told him he has to bring it in and read it to us. Can you tease us what the first one is about, Chunks? Not even, you know, you don't have to give it all away, but just what, what's the content of the first Chunks Diary entry?
6: It's about being a special person.
3: <laughs> about you being a special person?
6: Yes. I can't wait. All right, so we've got to get to that
3: tonight. And finally, uh, the seventh question in the Hideout 7. Who would be a better radio host? Sammy Hagar or David Lee Roth? Now, I know people debate all the time about who was better in Van Halen. Yeah. Dubs, are you a uh, Red Rocker kind of guy, or are you a Diamond Dave kind of guy? I'm a Diamond Dave kind of guy. See, I love the Red Rocker. No. I love Sammy oh. Hagar. To me, Van Halen was at its best. When I was six, and it was Sammy Hagar. <laughs> but that Marching to Mars album he did was just god-awful. Have you seen Sammy live, though? Yes, I have, and it's not impressive. Oh, you're crazy. No, it's not at all. I spent a New Year's Eve with him and Ted Nugent once. Oh, God, I feel sorry for you. Well, that was awful, and it was a busload of I, rednecks from I, Michigan. I, yeah, I
4: could imagine it would end up like uh, Deliverance.
3: It was close. But um, I got to say, though, I'm a real big fan of Sammy Hagar. But the rumors about Diamond Dave, now, Dubs, you and I, we jumped ship. Yeah, we were part of the Viacom family. And uh, we came over to the lovely Clear Channel, just having a blast. And then we look back and see what the suits over at Infinity are doing. Mm-hmm. And the big rumor is that Diamond Dave, David Lee Roth, is supposed to be the replacement for Howard Stern.
4: <laughs> so they're going to try to uh, put David Lee Roth in the uh, Stern morning show role. Hmm. Got to give it to Infinity. They're creative. I'll give them that much. They have uh, balls, they got
3: a plan, it appears. Huh. Not a good one. <laughs> But it's it's something on paper at the very least that they could throw out there now David
4: Lee Roth in his morning show the i'm gonna i'm just gonna call it if he has a morning show it'll be the Hategar uh, hate gar morning show
3: I just gonna call it hate gar mornings yeah we hate gar look if they're gonna do this if this is what the uh what they have planned over there, yeah some eighties rocker. Taking over mornings. I think they should go uh, one step further and do, like, maybe a different 80s rocker every day of the week. Well, I think
4: I think at least they should hold, like, an open audition, you know, with uh, other 80s rockers. Let uh, Toto come in and do, like, the uh, larger-than-Africa morning show.
3: At least it would have a snazzy name to it. Yeah. While More, we're, better than Hategar. While we're picking up 80s rockers... How about aha with the take on the morning experience? Take on mornings. Take that, why was on that? Mornings. That's still one of the greatest videos ever. Oh right? yeah.
4: How about the Bengals do uh, the manic morning show? I think that's actually being done at some places around. Oh, the I'm nation. sure. Manic maniacs in the morning.
3: I just can't believe you would get an '80s rocker to do mornings. I don't know
4: if I, I don't know if I'm completely opposed to it. I guess like, I have to, I have to hear it first. But I think they should actually give maybe even like the fine young cannibals their own morning show, like the uh, the Morning Drive. Me crazy. Right, that's just awful. <laughs>
3: that's, just really, that's just really bad. Men at Work's morning show down under. Will they actually do it from the land down under? I think they just may as well. Why not? Why not conquer two continents at one time? How about
4: uh, Tears for Fears? Do, does uh, everybody wants to rule the morning drive?
3: And then Dennis Miller can sit in and go yeah. on a rant occasionally.
4: With words people can't understand.
5: No one understands David Lee Roth anyway. True. <laughs> That's, true. <Maybe>.
3: <laughs> That's what you go wake up to. Congratulations.
5: I wouldn't want to wake up to that. Just you know, I wouldn't want to wake up in the morning, not because I have to go to work, but just because I have to listen to that crackhead. <laughs> He really does look like a crackhead. And what's with that hair? You know he's bald. And oh, he's still they're like, plugs. And he has a hat on all the time. That's convenient. <laughs> and there's nothing with bald right wrong with bald radio hosts. Yeah, but hosts. you don't have your you don't have long hair everywhere else on your head. Just on my back.
3: Ugh.
4: How about the foreigner hot blooded morning show? We're hot blooded this morning. The B beeping- check it and
3: see. I heard Infinity's actually considering the B-52's Morning Love Shack. I'm, I might be into that.
4: That's something, actually, that could be funny.
3: Bill, you're in the hideout on our radio.
7: Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up, buddy? I don't know about Monday, because that's pretty much a down day for me or Tuesday, but I think that I ought to have Ted Nugent on Wednesdays and call it Mac- Whackmaster Wednesdays <laughs> and uh, Weird Al on
2: Thursdays <laughs> and maybe David Lee on Friday to get everybody fired up to go out for the weekend. For the weekend.
4: Everybody's working for the weekend. Remember when Ted Nugent actually did do mornings in Detroit? Oh, did he really do mornings? Yeah, he did mornings at, like, CSX or something. Oh, wow. I didn't know he actually... I know he would uh, do some guest hosting stuff and do that kind of uh, bad stuff. but And that went as awful as this is probably going to go. How about, uh, you know, I, I know Boy George had that uh, musical come out a while back, and he's trying to test his, you know, entertainment skills in other forms and fashions. How about, like, the Boy George, I'm Boy George, I'm the morning chameleon.
3: And is that his thing, he's just hiding different places, or what is he doing? Well, changing he, he, he changing adap-
4: colors? No, he adapts to every kind of listener there is out there. He's the morning show
3: chameleon. How about Wham's Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go Morning Show? <laughs> or the morning go-go. Hey, whatever the case, let's hear it for uh, the suits at uh, Infinity for having their stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> Quick break, and we'll come back. Uh, is Karl Rove worse than Osama bin Laden? Uh, we'll get the answer next in the hideout. Roll Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the hideout. Roll Radio 104.1, Safi and Dubs, Friday night. Friday night open door policy from 9 to 11 as we uh, party with you guys a little bit later on. If you um, don't
4: know how to get to the station, 406-916, uh, well, 407 916 I haven't told you this, but I, I used to have uh, very bad dyslexia, and sometimes it kicks back in.
3: Are you serious?
4: Yeah, every once in a while.
3: I've known you for six years now.
4: I, Man, I, I used to have it real bad, and every once in a while it kicked back in. That's why sometimes you'll see me uh, flip some stuff back and forth. So, you had dyslexia? Real bad. Up until, like, second grade. You can't cure that, can you? Yeah, you can fix it. It's fixable. you got to reteach yourself.
3: We're about to have a great guest on, and you're going to drop a bombshell like this now? All right, hold on a sec. i got to write this down. Dubs was in special ed. I
4: was not in special
3: ed. <laughs> All right, I'm going to write that down after we get done talking.
4: I'm not a retard like
3: Chunks. After we get done talking to Ted here, uh, I got, I didn't, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I I'd, I'd be retarded. You know it makes a lot of sense too. Why? Wow, that makes so much sense now that I think about it. All right, well let's get to our guest, and then I can't wait to get to this. I'm I'm really excited learning about you and your disability. Joining us in the hideout, Jay I don't Dives, have it anymore. Just time uh, time. Uh, is um is an editorial cartoonist. Um, he's had a, a lot of radio projects. He uh he seems like a very interesting guy, and he wrote an op-ed that I saw on Yahoo. And it, it definitely got my attention. Uh, the website is tedrawl.com, and the man is Ted Rawl. Ted, welcome to the hideout in Central Florida. How are you? I'm good, gentlemen. How are you? And we're outstanding. This, I read. Uh, first of all, you're. I can tell you're a smart guy because reading your um, op-ed made my my eyes hurt. There are a lot of big words in it, but I try <laughs> I, I to decipher. Um, I did get this part: Carl war Karl Rove, worse than Osama bin Laden. Um, before we get to that, though, I don't know if maybe you want to get everybody caught up. What, why is Karl Rove in the news right now? What's the big thing? What's the latest thing with him and Time Magazine and all that?
7: Well, Karl Rove is almost certainly the source of the Valerie Plame CIA agent leak. Uh, he has not denied it. Uh, his, his lawyer has all but admitted it. Um, it's for all practical purposes, I think we're in a zone where we can safely speculate that he's the guy who, in order to get even with Ambassador Joe Wilson, who wrote this very embarrassing op-ed for the New York Times that basically put the lie to one of Bush's lies about Iraq, which was that Saddam was trying to buy uranium from Niger, uh, and he proved that that wasn't true. And, uh, and so in order to get even with him, the Bush administration, someone in the Bush administration, outed Valerie Plame, his wife, as a CIA agent, which is a total act of, of treason and obviously reprehensible and something that even the most conservative Republican would obviously agree. Is unpatriotic in a time of war.
3: Uh, Ted, so what does uh, Rove then, for those people who don't know, what mm-hmm. is his tie to Bush? I mean, why is, because I mean, I don't know if people have seen the documentary Bush's Brain and that kind of stuff, but why is Karl Rove such a central figure, um, at least in, in politics right now?
7: Well, uh, Karl Rove is, uh, is, the, is Bush's fengali, his political advisor, the guy who met him and turned him into George Bush. George Bush wouldn't be president today if not for Karl Rove. He's essentially what Dick Morris was for Bill Clinton. He's what Malcolm McLaren was for the Sex Pistols. He is the guy who had all the ideas of, of, of how to strategize his his rise through the uh, to, to, the, to the governorship in Texas and on to the White House in 2000. And now he serves, as, his nominal title is Deputy Chief of Staff of the White House. Uh, but that's really just sort of a, a title that Bush gave him, to thank him for his hard work in the 2004 election. Uh, essentially, you can just say that he's if Dick Cheney's the boss, uh, this guy is the pollster. He's the, he, he has his thumb on the pulse of the people, and he's the guy who comes up with the sound bites that make people vote for Bush.
3: Uh, we're talking to uh, Ted Rall, TedRall.com. He's an editorial cartoonist. He uh, does a lot of radio stuff. He's a commentator. And so th- the the op-ed was call Rove worse than Osama bin Laden. Now, now, let me say this: Dubs and I were not fans of the Bush administration by any means. Uh, we've railed against them a ton of times, but wow, that's a hardcore statement. Uh, it is. Why, why? Tell us why. Why Rove is worse than uh, Bin Laden?
7: Well, for my money, you got Bin Laden. He's an enemy of the United States. He said so. We know where he stands. If you run him, in, run into him in the street. Don't be surprised if he if he if he does something bad to you. You know, I like my enemies up front and straightforward. Osama bin Laden, I think everyone can agree, is that. But Karl Rove is apparently a traitor, someone who literally is willing in a time of war against two and a half countries, Afghanistan, Iraq, and Haiti, to he during a time of war during the war the global war on terrorism you know, have a guy who's literally willing to give up the name of a CIA agent, a deep cover operative, in order simply to get even with her husband for rank political gain. I mean, we're talking about a traitor. You know, if what he did, if if Benedict Arnold was a traitor, this guy's a traitor cause, and you know, for my money, a traitor is far more dangerous than your enemy. Your enemy is out there to kill you. But you don't expect this to come from someone from a US citizen and least of all a high-ranking white house official
3: and you know that's even something like a tight end along racial lines you always like you know being a latin a uh, latino or you know I, a lot of my black friends will say i'd rather i'd rather know who's racist as opposed to the people who cover it up and yet do the you know the dirty underhanded things uh... you know behind your back and that kind of stuff let me ask you ted why then how how and why um... Is this administration specifically carl Rove? How are they able to get off the hook so easily? Why, why, why is he not in jail right now? Well, I mean, it just seems like no one cares at this point.
7: Yeah, well, you know, that's right, and I think you could say that probably about any number of scandals, not the least of which is the failure to find WMDs in Iraq. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, this, 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 there's any the Bush administration. Bush could have been impeached for probably half a dozen good reasons. But, and he hasn't been. I think what we're seeing is a breakdown of the American political system. You know, our, our system of checks and balances was never predicated on a two party system. You know, the founding fathers wrote the Constitution. They didn't have two parties, they weren't thinking there would just be two parties, and they never thought that it would be possible for one entity to get control of all three branches of government, which they have on both the federal and on the state level nationally. So you've got this situation now where, uh, you know, any the judiciary can't be a check on the executive or the, or the or, or on the legislative branches because they're all run by the same government. So you can't impeach Bush because impeachment is a political process. Uh, it's not really a legal process. Uh, you can't go to, you can't get redress in the Supreme Court because those guys are all in Bush's pockets. You know, it just goes on and on. So it's, what's happened is that power has become centralized. It's kind of like what Microsoft had done to the. To the, uh, to the computer industry, to the software industry a few years back, where they created a monopoly. We have a political monopoly, uh, and, it's, and I think that's the
3: problem. And I also were talking to uh, Ted Rawl, political uh, commentator, uh, tedrawl.com, and I would even say, too, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, at least if one party happened to dominate all of the three branches – there was always the media that you could you know the fourth estate as exactly. some people called it. Now that's not even around anymore, right? The, the, no, it the, seems the, like the,
7: the... the, the, the media has become so cowardly, it's crazy. I mean like with this Carl Rose story, it's a great example. Newsweek has the source. They they have the leak of the of the, they have the leak of the leak of the time stuff, right? For people who need to follow this. Right. Um and but they have the source on that. So they're the only people who can verify it. So right now All over the country, in newsrooms all over the country, you have these these reporters who are trying to check out Newsweek sources and try to find out who they are. Which is why you're not reading a lot about this Karl Rove story. Um, And then, of course, while they're working on it, this thing in London happens, and that pushes that that pushes reporters off the Karl Rove beat onto that, and it's just just, one distraction after another. But, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why the fourth estate isn't there for us, but you sure can't count on the media nowadays.
3: All right, and so now we've done all this bitching. We've identified the problem. My solution to solve all this, and this is genuinely what I believe, Republican, Democrat, whatever, I say from now on we vote out every incumbent. We get I don't care, Republican, Democrat, you just get fresh, new people in there. And kind of, we got to start over at some point. you got to start to begin to have uh, third and fourth parties, and you have to build those locally before you can really get them going nationally. Is that what we do? Is that how we solve this problem? Because, dude, I'm, I'm an American. I love America, and I hate the way that it's going right now.
7: I agree with you, and I, th- I think that would be great. The problem is that trying to get uh, 200, the electorate of a, t- of a nation this big, to all act in concert to vote against uh, their, their incumbents is just a pipe dream. It's like herding cats. It's not going to happen. It's kind of like, you know, uh, there's all these signs that say don't litter, but, you know, 5% of people still throw all their crap out the car window, right? Right. So, you know, I, I think it's not going to happen that way. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, if you look at history, uh, systems sort of go along with all sorts of run inter- with internal consistencies until they collapse, until they trip up on them. You know, communism fell apart because of certain internal con- uh, contradictions, uh, and I think uh, you're going to ultimately see the American system c- will at some point collapse or change into or morph into something else. Uh, you know, which I think is sad because it doesn't have to be, it never had to be this way.
3: Yeah, I'm just afraid it's going to morph into some sort of a uh, dictatorship or something like that, and that would uh. I don't know, that's just that's not America. What's well, the worst?
7: Yeah. I mean, you could argue that we're certainly in some kind of nether world right now. It's not dictatorship yet, but there's dictatorial tendencies among many of those who are in power now.
3: Ted, we appreciate you coming into the hideout, man, and um and uh your uh, your article can be found at uh, tedroll.com. Thanks for hopping in, bro. Hey, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Bro. All right, we'll talk to you. I still don't think Karl Rove is worse than Osama bin Laden. No, that's uh but I understand what he means. Yeah, I understand where he's coming from. Traitors are pretty damn dangerous. You know what it is? A traitor stings more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's put it, I don't know, just locally, like here in the hideout. I mean, we're all on the same team. We're supposed to be. And we know that we are, you know, battling other people, other night shows or whatever the hell you want to, you know, say. And so, in a sense, they're the enemy. But if someone here were to betray us, that would sting more because we—they're supposed to be on our side. Yeah. Like Karl Rove is supposed to be on the side of America. Chunks was a traitor to a comedy last night. True. With his bit. Very true. Yeah, Comedy is stinging really bad right now. All right, let's take a break and come back.
5: V50 thumb.
3: <laughs> it's the Hideout Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into The Hideout. Row Radio 104.1 It's Friday night. Open door policy from 9 to 11. Come on up to The Hideout. Clear Channel Compound here in Maitland. Let
4: me uh, give us a try. Right. 407-916-1041. 888-978-1041. Star 1041 888 1041 star on
3: your singular wireless phone. Awesome. Dubs.
2: Awesome.
3: <laughs> I did not realize mm-hmm. that you grew up retarded.
4: I wasn't retarded. I had dyslexia until second grade, and then I kind of got over and uh, fought my way through it.
3: Right, Dubs just now revealed this to me. He actually said it on the air when he screwed up the phone numbers.
4: It'll pop back every once in a while. And usually, uh, that's why you'll hear me on some of the live reads and stuff like that, get some stuff flipped around, because whenever I'm under any kind of
3: pressure. this uh, This is truly amazing to me. I've known you for six years. Yeah, I thought I would talked to you about this. I thought I mentioned it. I really feel bad because a lot of times I just thought you were really dumb. No. Or you no. didn't know how to. I just thought you were, just like a poor radio host. <laughs> now you I am because I'm dyslexic half halfway. Because you're funny as hell, but you know, reading commercials and stuff like that. There are a few times where I just want to dump out to save you.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, it's when I'm under pressure at all, usually that's when it kicks in and I start seeing stuff flipped around. And I'm fighting through it, trying to go through it, but sometimes it just just won't work out.
3: So when did you get over this retardation?
4: About second grade is when I kind of got through it and felt comfortable enough to get through it. But, you know, when I'm under pressure, that's when it comes back.
6: Now, uh does it does it just reverse the entire word, or like the letters are kind of it depends like, reversed. It
4: depends. Sometimes the a letter looks like it's like when I'm reading it, I read something in the wrong uh, order. Which it, it, I mean, you look at it, it's there, right? But for some reason, your brain is processing it wrong. Because you're retarded. No, I'm not retarded. It's a normal thing.
3: No, not really. Yeah, it is. Alright, I feel like I want to hand you this Ted Raw article and see if you can read it. <laughs> Please don't do that to me. Please do it for me so I can laugh. Yeah,
6: and we'll On need an air set. check of that too. Shut up.
5: <laughs> Alright, try reading that. <clears throat> Let me. uh... Even though he's retarded, is he a good friend? No. Are you sure? Dubs is a good friend.
2: I'm He's gonna,
3: my best friend.
4: I'm just gonna read one line off this. Uh-huh. If a state-controlled media insists there is such a uh, creature as a global war on terrorism, our enemies are underground. Is, I uh, don't you know what that word is. See, you even said this one's a hard one to read anyway.
3: No, whatever. That's easy. I think children. We could bring in a whole bunch of babies. They could read it. Sure.
4: The right points uh, to critics like Michael Moore. All right. It yours hurts. truly. It hurts. And
3: Ward Churchill. I can't believe that. Yeah. Now you don't you don't get over dyslexia. You just learn to deal with it. Because from what I understand, you just have to learn how to read a certain way. Because you're always well, yeah. you always see it backwards.
4: Yeah. You kind of fight through it and get uh, get it all taken care of. That's why like whenever I have something I need to read, I try to read through it a bunch of times so I can almost memorize it before
3: I have to do it. Because I felt really bad a couple of times during, like, when we do some live reads or some commercials or something, and you were just awful. But, yeah. Man, I don't feel bad for laughing at you.
6: What about, like, exit signs and stuff? You got a lot of problems with those? <laughs> Look, Look the at highway? the pot call the kettle black over there,
3: you fat bastard. <laughs> You're a retard. <laughs> now, don't, do you feel bad? Because you make a lot of, like, retarded jokes and stuff. No. Why would I feel bad? He's one of them. I'm not one of them. I'm not retarded. It's Dyslexia like, is not retardation. It's like you're cannibalizing. Spell cannibalizing. I can't. Have you been awful at spelling? Oh, I've always been awful at spelling. That's why I spell check is my best friend. I want to give you a hug.
4: Why? Because
3: there's you're, nothing wrong with it. Because you're special. I'm not special. Is anybody else thrown off by this, or did you guys did you guys just act like you knew the whole time? Yeah. I'm genuinely in shock. I'm really not surprised. Because I like there are famous people who are dyslexic. hmm Um, Danny Glover is the one that comes to mind. And Tom Cruise. Is There's, he? Is he really? That's what I'm told. All right, Bateman hmm. tells me Jay Leno is. Hmm. It's all You're funny. in good company. Yeah, it's all <laughs> on funny people. Congratulations. Wow, Dubs. If chins could spell. What? Giant Brian says, Dubs is one of those retards that always pushes on the doors that say pull. <laughs> I am not. <laughs>
2: I'm not retarded. <laughs> That's so true. That makes a lot of sense, too.
3: All right. Well, hey, man. I'm sorry, bro. Why are you sorry? I'm sorry you were born that way. You can't help it. <laughs> Did
5: your mom smoke while you were pregnant? Yes. Whoa. That doesn't make it make a difference on how you can smell Wait, spell. wait. He just asked if... His mom smoked while Doves was pregnant.
4: Yeah, who has uh, dyslexia now?
3: Who can't explain what they're trying to ask? I'm just, I'm here uh, with a bunch of retards. All of you. All right. Me and Bateman are the only ones mm-hmm. who are somewhat normal.
6: Mm. We don't have any issues. <laughs> sure. Hey, there's a rope behind your back, I? Shut <laughs> it. Now i got to turn <laughs> around.
3: All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. I guess should we um should we do the Chunks diaries next? Yeah. I it like seems that. like it actually fits. hmm uh, all right. Chunks got his diaries, a whole bunch of stuff. His mom ship uh shipped it down to him here uh at the Clear Channel compound because he was uh it was all in northern Virginia just gathering dust. And he was telling us about some of his diary entries when he was growing up. And he's gonna read some of those. All right, Ozzy says, you guys really should have promoted this as a very special hideout. <laughs> it's an after-school special today. Dubs is really dumb. I'm not dumb. It's not a dumb thing. He says he can't wait for the Chunks comes out episode. Hmm. No one can. <laughs> Quick break. We'll come back. We'll find out. Uh, We'll delve into the uh, history of Chunks next in the hideout. Raw Radio 104.1. <laughs> That's, that is very funny. Uh, welcome back into the hideout. Uh, Real Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041. Star 104.1 in your singular wireless phones. Open door policy here in about an hour or so. You having fun back there, Chunks? Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: Hold on a second. Words of encouragement, J-Dubs. Jason, you're in the hideout. It's and
2: okay. Right. You're gay. It doesn't mean you're retarded, though.
3: I'm not gay. I have dyslexia. Dyslexia is not...
4: Being homosexual. <laughs> I don't know how that even.
2: Mo. In. Mo. So
3: like, would you and your other quote-unquote dyslexic friends in that special room next to the boiler room? We didn't have a special room. Did y'all go? To, did y'all go to special dances? No.
4: There's no special dances for dyslexic people. We go to normal. School dances, we go to the normal classroom. Yeah, it, honestly, I don't even know if I have any friends that were dyslexic. I I never really went out and said I was, and no one came up to me and said, Hey, I'm dyslexic.
2: Hey, don't like okay.
4: wear a helmet okay, Jada. I have a special reading helmet that I put on, and I have special powers.
2: Huh. Huh.
3: Why don't you get up and dance? This should bring back memories.
4: For the guy with the biggest forehead in the room, this is a bald. Whatever. Nice excuse. Did you have to take the special bus?
5: No, there's no special bus. I rode a regular bus. Did they write school bus on it backwards? It looked like
4: it to me, but, you know, it was normal. He thought he was getting on the sub.
3: The school sub.
4: I always wondered why we are eating buses
3: for lunch. All right, bro. Well, I'm really sorry. (laughs) Sorry about what? Hey, well, at least you get to park
5: closer to, like, buildings and stuff.
3: I don't get a handicap. Here's what's what's funny. Somebody, was it Tuttle today was asking why you have the the handicap thing is your thing? Because our buddy Lionfire had some pins made for us, and for J-Dubs it has the handicap symbol. Yeah. Also, too, Dubs got a special-made J-Dubs hat. And for the little thing that goes on the back of the hat, he had one of those handicapped symbols. And it, this it's is not—that's I mean, just wearing your flag. Like you're you're proud I'm of who you're handicapped.
5: It doesn't affect me. Is that the like rainbow-colored flag thing that they no, have? No, oh, that's chunks. That's
3: uh, actually chunks. Oh,
5: yeah. well, I'm not gay either. Yeah, you are. No. Yeah, smoker. I'm gay.
3: Why did we get forty songs saying the contrary?
4: And why do we have you saying you are many times over? Yeah, I'm gay. Yeah, well, Thank you. I don't. I don't hear that. All I hear is this. Now I'm the gay one. Well, why don't you guys just hook up? Start making out, half them <laughs> <laughs> mm.
3: That's gonna be the name of our next intern, half fem <laughs> You guys are lucky. <laughs> All right. Drop says tell Dubs that we're proud of him for overcoming his retardation. It's not retardation. I'm in mean, handicap. That's what he said, handicap. Showed up that in the second grade. Big fruity you in the hideout on World Radio.
2: Yeah, I heard Dub was gay, so I just called in to say, hey, man love, baby. What well, love? Man love. <laughs> I'm not gay. Well,
4: I don't know how dyslexia turns into uh like uh, like in the butt. Yeah. You know? I like the temple. Yes. <laughs>
5: <laughs> sweet, sweet temple. <laughs> Is that where you aim it? Okay. <laughs> That's where I put my hands.
6: All right, let's take a break.
4: I thought this was going to be chunks of
3: segment. Well, people wanted to call up and support you. No, no, no. You're getting it backwards
5: again.
2: <laughs>
3: uh-huh. uh,
5: <laughs> that was a delayed reaction. <laughs> I got it right away.
3: That was actually pretty highbrow. Um. All right, we'll take a quick break. Enough of making fun of this retard. We'll make fun of the other one. Who's hybrid? Chunk's next. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. <laughs> Pacey?
2: She had two All
3: right, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio
4: 104.1. Why is this song so funny? I don't understand it. It always makes me laugh, though, when I hear it. And then
3: Paula Cole, man. Her career went downhill. As soon as she started or stopped shaving her pits. Remember when she was performing, like, on the Lilith Fair or something, and she stopped shaving uh, her underarms?
4: That Lilith Fair will ruin a woman.
6: I guess. Well, she, she sold out, too, didn't she? Liz Fair. Wasn't that her tour?
5: I think it was. She's hot. She's naked everywhere now. Send me pictures. I didn't know you like Liz Fair. Yeah, she's hot,
3: man. And that, you know middle-aged white woman kind of way. Didn't she
5: have some song that was like completely X-rated? I don't know. About, I can't even say, <laughs> even hint at what it's about. Really? Yeah. She likes, Point to it. She likes something. Where? Bodily, fluid-wise. Okay. Yellow? Uh, no. Okay. Whoa, not even.
3: Whoa. All right, I, I need pictures of that, too. Uh, Dubs, by the way, you're an awful friend. Why? We're sitting here in good fun talking
4: about your uh, disability. Making fun of me being dyslexic and fighting through it and overcoming. Mm. I've done fairly well. Mm. I'm not completely over it, but I've done fairly well. And when we're going to break, because we're all laughing, having a good time. You said something about Tommy's joke being highbrow, so I said you're
3: thickbrow. You, you He immediately goes to the thing that he knows I have an issue with.
4: Yeah, you were talking about it today uh, while we were in the car, and you uh, said that you wanted to shave your eyebrows I'm thinking about completely o- off. I'm thinking about completely shaving off the
3: eyebrows. Just I say do it. would be pretty drastic. I think I could, I could get away with it, though, because of the style of glasses. You wear glasses? Yes, I have glasses on. You have glasses on right now, but they aren't prescription. I just can't understand, though, why you would sit here and you would make fun the way you did. Why you would immediately attack. i make one joke about your uh, eyebrows
4: you know after 30 jokes it. about me being dyslexic, which I, have, which I have no problem over. You can pluck those goddamn things anytime you want. I can't pluck the words right. You're not a can't good can't pluck friend. letters around and put them to the right uh, form. You're not a good friend. How am I not a good friend? You're not a good friend for uh, doing what you did to me last night, my dream. Okay. Uh-huh.
6: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are we talking, uh, would, about, no, are we talking
3: would, about that Liz Fair song? What's going on?
4: I would actually be happy in the morning. I would have uh, came in and gave you a big hug today if that was the case.
3: What happened? What happened in your dream?
4: Last night I had a dream, and we were uh, walking around somewhere, and for some reason you've decided uh, you're carrying a gun now. You want to uh, walk around and... Uh, with a gun permit and have Honestly, a concealed weapon. it's so
3: ironic that you say that. I'm considering purchasing a firearm.
6: Oh, God.
3: Don't. Yeah. Seriously, just because. Why not? No. I, I thought about it, like, no kidding, two days ago. The
4: reason why not is because this guy can't even get around a lighter or any other kind of thing without fiddling with it. And, you know, just need to play with it. Need what, to touch it. What, need to move around with it.
3: When I get drunk and we're sitting at the bar or something a lot of times, I'll grab someone's lighter and I'll start like light- lighting napkins on fire. A yeah. bit, bit of a pyro, a little bit.
4: So last night you uh, had your gun, uh, while in my dream, and you were uh, just kind of playing with it, fiddling around with it, uh, spinning it, doing your little tricks. And I say, hey, I can't be around you while you're doing that. So I start walking away, and... You uh, you're starting to uh, you know, fiddle around with it. You're like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Kind of pointing at me, and I'm I'm begging you, do not point that gun at me.
3: And you mean th- like this, like the one I have
4: right now? Yeah, you just start fiddling around with it, and then you, I see it, and I see that you, for some reason, turn the safety off. Oh, there's no need
3: for a safety on a
4: gun. Finger the safety. Mhm. And then you pull the trigger. <laughs> and I feel it go. Directly through my neck, and I die. So I killed you in the dream? Killed me in the dream, and I wake right up immediately after that. And when I woke up, I felt like you had actually killed me in some kind of parallel
3: universe. So, like, we were friends. Mm-hmm. By the way, we'd never be friends in any other universe. just happens to be this hell. And I'm playing with a gun like I am now. Yeah. And then all of a sudden...
4: <laughs> and I'm walking away, and I'm
3: saying... No one laughed. And I'm saying <laughs> Did I now here's the thing. Did I happy to did I happen to get your cat Sadie Lou too? No. Damn it. Here's what's ironic, and I'm not kidding you. I've I thought this week about buying a gun and I wanted to take you with me. Why would you want to buy a gun? Dude, please don't. I, I need protection. You're the last Why person Why do you
2: need protection?
4: Yeah, you really are a bad person to be owning a gun. I say get
3: one. Who was it that invited us to the shooting range? It was Jimmy D, right? Yeah, Jimmy D. Oh, he didn't
6: say anything about that.
3: Alright, hold on a second. He invited you and me. How about we say this? How about we do this? You, Dubs, me, Mm -hmm. Jimmy D,
4: go to the firing range. No, I'm not going anywhere near a gun with you. I'm literally afraid of you shooting me now. Hmm. So you think it was like a sign Yeah Well I actually felt like when I woke up That he had actually shot me
3: So were you pissed off all, You were pissed off all day
4: Yeah I wasn't that happy with you All day long I've been thinking Some of a it shot me in the neck And what was odd is I could feel it go right through my neck And then everything went black and I woke up How'd it feel There wasn't a whole lot of pain there But you could feel it tearing Yeah
3: so I have this gun that I'm playing with right now.
4: Yeah, and it went straight through, like, you know, uh, Frankenstein. You know how he has a, uh, the bolts through one end and another? That's exactly how it went through my neck. I bet you could survive that. Let's try it. I'm not going to try that. Let's stop sleeping. Oh! Now I'm awake. Now, now you're dead.
3: So do you feel like somehow I'm trying to did no, you no I feel like uh
4: because it wasn't on purpose you weren't you know trying to kill me you're just fooling around with a
3: gun and he killed me you know I actually when I was growing up my cousin um would always get my uncle's gun and screw around with it and i would I would literally run out of the room yeah I would just run peanut did you ever
4: uh did you ever play with a gun or, any, or no. ever, have you ever shot a gun yes what kind a handgun or just, like, a shotgun? I don't know. I mean, was it a handgun or a shotgun? You, you can... One's kind of small. Yeah, well, a smaller long. one.
5: Long one. Actually, I just remember... I it was a handgun. Handgun? I remember the story. I forgot all about it. Um, Back when I was hanging out with, like, a lot of the wrestlers before they got famous, this guy, I just met him. He, he later went on to be Joey Abs from the Mean Street Posse. Okay. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's me, Matt Hardy, Shannon Moore, and, like, these chicks are sitting around this hotel is room. Is this a dream or real? No, this is real. And this guy pulls out a gun, a handgun. He's like, Who likes guns? And he starts, like, you know, putting the uh, the bullets in and stuff and, like, pulling the, uh, what is it called, the clip? Yeah. And so starts putting it in and out. And he's like, Don't worry, I got it on safety. And I was, like, freaking out because I was like, I just met this guy. Yeah, I don't know you, what the hell is going to happen? You think
4: you're going to get shot by Joey Abs? I wish. What was the rest of those guys? Uh, Joey Abs, uh, Pete Gass, yeah. Rodney Mack.
3: I think we have some trust issues here, j Dubs. We need that theme music for the Mean Street Posse. How about a little uh, Russian roulette? No. Ha! Dubs goes first. All right, Dubs, I'm going to give you the gun that I got. Okay. Here. Hold on a second. Take it. All right, I want you to put it to your head. All right, there's six bullets. We're only going to put... Three in the chambers, for the six chambers. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Doesn't he, doesn't he have to
3: roll it first for good luck? No, I'd rather he not. All right, pull the trigger.
2: <laughs>
3: Why is that funny? Ah! <laughs> <Aww. laughs>
2: Give me the gun. Let me get her
3: now. <laughs> well, man, I'm sorry I killed you. Yeah, because you're being careless with a gun.
4: Just like you when we uh, we were playing around with nunchucks earlier today with uh, chunks around. Nunchucks and or nunchucks? I don't know what they are. Nunchucks? nunchucks? Yeah. None? Yeah. Whatever they
3: are. they. Uh, and, uh, He's dyslexic. Why would you correct him? I wanted to help him out. I'm going to help him fight through this. Thank you. That's all I ask for is a little help. And you start just banging it against everything you can. That's why you were so freaked out by yeah. it. Okay, so we were actually in the office. Our buddy uh, Giant Brian gave us uh, these nunchucks, and I just start hitting the chair with it. Making a real loud noise. Saying, this is what I'm going to do to chunks, and you really did freak out. And I'm like, why is Dubs being a puss? He's never a puss.
4: I've had a bad experience with you messing around with weapons lately.
3: All right, here. Ooh. All right, our buddy, uh, I don't know if it's Jonathan or Drew, but one of them sent us a game. It's online Russian roulette. That's pretty ballsy, huh? What, Russian roulette? Online.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, boy. All right, Dobbs, well, look, man, I really am sorry that all that happened. Um, You got to stop fooling around with weapons because you do that in real life. You
4: fool around with everything. You, you're a little pyro with the uh, lighter.
3: You know what we ought to do? taser what let's screw around with the taser see the taser won't kill me though no, i'm in with chunks Oh, okay because we actually this is something we wanted to bring up and maybe we'll do it a little bit later on when the uh, open door policy happens we were told by management that there are some trust issues here in the hideout obviously there are now uh, between me and dubs but specifically they brought up the name chunks and they said that chunks has gone to them uh, Dan and Catherine, and said that he has a couple of issues with you and me, J-Dubs, and we need to build the trust tree.
5: Oh, you haven't heard him in the offices uh, of their offices complaining about you? No, we haven't heard it. Oh. We heard about it. Mm, I heard a few times. Mm-hmm. What, do they, what do you say? Uh, it's all runs together now, but every time I'm up here during the day, I just walk by to say hi hi to Catherine, you know, because she's hot. And um, then uh, I always hear him in there complaining, You know what Hefe did last week? I well, you have to
3: run and tell? Hmm. When our friends get here for the open-door policy in about 45 minutes, we're going to build these trusts. I think I trust you guys. We're going to build. A, now, I I would. are there any specific trust exercises or team-building exercises we could do? There's always the uh, fall
4: back and I'll catch
3: you, but this
4: guy's a fat bastard. I don't think we, even if we did catch him, I don't know if we'd be able to hold him. And what about
3: the people on the third floor of the compound? Yeah. I mean, this house, uh, this place wasn't build, built for uh, fat guys falling. All right, here's one we used to do in baseball. Maybe we'll do this, because I have some uh, wooden bats in my trunk. What we used to do is we used to stand um, apart from each other and put the the bat chest to chest. So bat length away from each other. Exactly. And then what you do is you, without stepping back, you then swing. And it builds, A, trust among teammates. And, B, it helps you shorten your swing. Dude, that's freaking insane. Maybe we do that. Um No way. Are you kidding me? Well, we need to build team building. You're like, you're, you're really, you're, you don't you trust what, us at all.
6: No, what, not see, at all.
3: You see what you're doing here? Yeah.
1: You're tearing the team apart.
4: You think
6: you're a baseball player, but you never really made it. You're tearing apart the team. See, now you're attacking. Yeah, it's true. I don't want him swinging at
1: me. Another uh, team building exercise you could do, especially since they both work in that room, is uh, Chunks and Putin. Why don't we all take our shirts off?
3: Chunks and Putin could do the elephant walk and practice maneuvering through the halls that way. What's the elephant walk? You don't know the elephant no. walk? Well, I, I've never done it. I've heard about it. Is that where they, gr- oh, the, yeah. they, they grab the trunk? Yes, doosh, like doosh. an elephant would. <laughs> oh, dude. I That's think, wrong. And then they could follow each other around the <laughs> halls and take turns. It's really so around. gay. <laughs> it's so gay. Stop. I like that. We'll start with the, uh, the elephant walk. walk. I'm a dirty slut. And we'll work our way up to the baseball bat trick. You don't want to do it with a wooden bat? How about aluminum? No. How about we do? How about the wiffle ball bat? You took some uh, a beating with the wiffle
6: ball bat last if week. If we do
3: a wiffle ball bat, you have to swing it around his head. Okay, here's what we'll do. We'll go forehead to forehead with the wiffle ball bat, and I'll take a swing at your head.
6: How come I don't get to take a swing? No, no, because
3: no. we trust you. You don't trust us. <laughs> so we'll do that when our friends get
6: here. Uh, I, I'm thinking I might trust you guys now. I think so. Sir Gary the Prophet, you're in the hideout on real yeah, radio. How you,
3: gentlemen, tonight? What's
6: going on? It's much to do. You want to him
3: tonight on one break for Yeah, that's true. What's, yes, sir. Uh,
0: sir Gary the Prophet, what do you got
3: lined up for the weekend?
0: Well, I'll uh, probably be at New Hope probably Baptist Church on the middle of Dublin Street when the garden is coming Sunday morning at 10.30. We're going to bless you pastor, and we haven't been to the ground every Sunday for the 12th of the Probably somebody in the church is always our condition for everyone's kind
3: of comfort and pleasure. Um, are you praying that uh, Hurricane Dennis won't hit us? Yes, I'm praying to God that uh, Hurricane Dennis don't don't hit
4: us. And if it does, it's God's
3: will. Yes, sir. Oh, all right. Well, you got all your bases covered. That's great. All right, so Gary, have well, a good you.
8: have a good weekend. You Thank too,
3: buddy. You. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Speaking of chunks, let's do these chunks diaries. We've been holding on to these for like 30 minutes. We'll, uh, we'll set everything up, but Chunks is gonna relive a moment of his past next in the hideout. Real Radio
0: 104.1. Regulators, You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good too. Yeah, I'm you gay. Can't be any geek off the street, you gotta be handy with the steel if you know what I mean. Earn your keep.
4: That face not handy with the steel. Shot me in the neck If only
3: Welcome back into the Hideout Real Radio 104.1 It's and Dubs on a Friday night In studio this evening Going to 11 o'clock 407-916-1041 888-978-1041
4: Star 1041 888 star 104one On your singular wireless phone
3: What? Bell writes uh fi fo fum What's going to happen to the comedy scum? Chunks Before we get to the Chunks diaries Jeff Arena You're in the Hideout on Roll Radio I Just
2: want to tell Duffay, congratulations for coming out of the closet,
6: Duffay. Congratulations. He just called one of you guys and or both of you guys Duffy. El Duffe. So I guess he's
3: congratulating both of us? I don't know. That would be easier if we just shortened the name of the show, the hideout with uh, El Duffe. El Dub. You still get first billing. That's important.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, Chunks, what do you got? What is that over there that you have?
6: This would be a uh, a stroke coming up soon. <laughs> That's coming later on. But uh, yes, as uh, you were saying before, my ma sent me down uh, some boxes of stuff, and included of which I guess were some journals, and you know, I was just casually yeah. mentioning them to you. And yeah, your ma did. Yeah, you know, and always realize it's a mistake when I mention something to you because um. How's your ma's side burns? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She donates to the Hair Club. Haven't taken a look down there lately. She's got sideburns down there. But you have before. Next time I do, I'll let you know. Okay.
4: So So you have your diary entries from when you were a kid. And journal uh, entries. Yeah, we uh, had you bring them in. Diary.
3: What does it matter? Hmm. You're like a little girl.
4: So we had you bring them in so you could read them for us. Yeah.
1: All right, let's hear Now, as a public service, the Hideout presents a roadmap to dysfunction with Chunks and the Fat Man Diary.
3: I like it.
6: Yeah. All right. Here are the Fat Man Diaries with Chunks. This one's dated October 30th, 1992. I came to a realization today. Something that's been going on in my mind for the past six years. I always thought I was a normal kid. Good features. Came from a good stock. Sideburns. True, I've noticed that I'm a lot larger than all the other kids. Huh. And it's true, I hate all girls. <laughs> what? <laughs> but I'll show them one day. By going to men? No. <laughs> I'm not
4: the gay. Um, the gay? <laughs> <laughs> one day... No, you aren't
6: the queen bee gay, but you are one of them.
5: One day I'll show them fee-fi-fo-fum.
6: One day I will show them. I'm going to be a lavish computer programmer with a taut body and married to Madonna. I had a, had a thing for Madonna in 92. Hurry up and read. I want a yellow Corvette. <laughs> what? <laughs> you got a pink escort. That's close. I had a model of a yellow Corvette, but my friends came over and smashed it. I felt kind of badly about that. They always seemed to come over and... Stuff gets broken, but it's okay because they tell me I'm a cool dude. hee <laughs> he I, I often wrote I often wrote little stuff like that when I was writing. I right, keep on reading anyway, getting back to my point. I had always thought I was a normal kid, but I guess not. Today, I came to the realization that I've been in l d classes for the past six years l d classes learning disability <laughs> classes. So for six years, you are in learning disability classes. Yeah, but I, I didn't realize it. I, <laughs> my parents were always real good, I guess, at hiding it from me. Hmm. I, guess, I guess looking back at it now, I should have seen a sign. I remember it, it was like yesterday. It was the sixth grade, and the skies were slightly overcast, and there was a cool breeze coming from the southeast. Hee-hee, that's my little joke. And that's written down (laughs) in there, too. Anyway, I was playing with my Leonardo turtle. He's bodacious. That's turtle talk. (laughs) Yeah. When my teacher-to-be for the next six years came into the classroom, she was plump and smelled like asparagus. (laughs) In the middle of the lesson, she said, Hi, Alexander. We're going to the special room. I guess I didn't realize what she meant. But my mom always told me I was special, so I thought nothing of it. When we got into the room, it was there that I met my new friends Ryan, Bill, and Dimitri. <laughs> Ryan was really nice, but I didn't like to look at him. He had one eye that was twice the size of the other. <laughs> this is like even a dumber Forrest gump. <laughs> and I noticed he had a big forehead. He <laughs> he sorry, but I don't think he's going to be popular. Bill kind of scared me, because the teacher would be talking, and he would just start screaming. And that's Tex. I don't know where he's from. What a weirdo. But I liked his trapper keeper. It was all cut up, and had broken <laughs> pieces of pencil in it.
2: <laughs>
6: You're such a retard. Dimitri... It was just the opposite of Bill. He would not talk, and one of his ears was missing. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. This kid was freaky looking. I mean, because it was kind of like half there. You know what I mean? Just, just Like an ear knob. <laughs> yeah. I hated my special teacher. I would do math problems. This, this part's a little rough. And I drew a picture of a girl's boobie. And she yelled at me and said, don't be a dirty pervert, whatever that means. Anyway, that scared Bill and he started screaming, but it made me laugh because he started screaming the word penis over and over. Ha ha ha, that is such a funny word. I tried to play with my Leonardo toy, but my teacher told me that I'm not supposed to be stimulated. I remember she said... What? What?
2: <laughs> That's what they
3: said all the times. There's, there's four of you in class classroom. You didn't get the hint. It's not funny, really.
6: I wouldn't have read it. You know. Alright, finish. Hurry up. Alright. <laughs> I remember she said, if you have any more perverted thoughts, she would shake me like an apple tree.
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> and if I ever told my parents, she would tell them that I pee my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. Seriously. I was scared. You know, I was scared. When they let me go back to the normal classroom after my special lesson, the kids would call me a homosexual and a retard. We were playing dodgeball during recess, and Evan told everyone else to aim at the homosexual retard. If you make him cry, he will pee his pants. All of the kids laughed. And I just sat in the middle of the blacktop with dozens of red balls surrounding me, falling in defeat. All I could do was cry. And that's that's it for that one. Hey, it's not freaking funny, all right? I'm tearing up right now, man.
3: So you were in special ed for
4: six years, and you finally caught on six years into well, it. I didn't. Well, the funny thing is, like, I
6: thought. The was, funny thing is you were calling me returned earlier. I thought it was advanced placement. <laughs> I did. And then I come to find out that it wasn't. I g you know. I guess I was just dumb. How did you find out? Uh you know, I I eventually kinda caught on, you know, after everyone was telling me you know, everyone was telling me all that stuff and like looking back over it, my parents would never tell me. They're like, No, 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 it's just something you gotta go through, don't worry about it. And then I, you know, I didn't know what LD because I didn't hear the label, but then I eventually figured it out what the classes were. Yeah, thank you. Is that funny, man? I really got a tear right now. All right. All right, so between the two of you, Dubs and Chunks
3: Or in special ed. Oh my God. All right, well. What? (laughs) It's not funny, all right? Is that what we need to do to you from now on? Shake you like a tree? Shake you like an
4: apple tree? See what falls out? Seriously, it's not funny.
2: All right, stop! All right.
3: We'll take a break and we'll come back.
2: It's
3: a hideout. Row Radio 104.1. <laughs> Alright, welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. 30 minutes open door policy. Come on into the Hideout and hang out with me. I'll oh, have fan that, uh, that J Dubs guy.
4: 407 916 star 1041 on your singular wireless phone.
3: We just heard the, uh, Chunks Diaries. Tony, you're in the hideout on Row Radio.
2: Hey, man, what is up with those kids in Chuck's class, man? They sound like they're all the descendants of that dude Sloth from the Goonies. (laughs) Hey, you guys.
6: (laughs) That's true. Actually, the uh, elementary school was like one of those elementary schools where the, I guess, special education classroom was like one of the big centers where they'd kind of send them. Oh, uh, so was not in the same building? Yeah, it was in the same building, but like that's where the majority of them were sent. Or I guess us. Yeah, so like you... from different areas. It yeah. was like a uh, like a
3: retard panel. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I'm not really retarded though, I am just a little slow learner. Well now I understand why the engineers have been coming to us and saying, hey, why is there all this drool <laughs> in the uh in the board?
6: And I'm not retarded. I'm just a little. I was. I was a little slow. Just like. Oh yeah, you've yeah. gotten so much better.
4: You and Dubs. Oh come on. Mm-hmm. Don't want me together with that retard.
3: All right. Speaking of people who are uh, a little loony. Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell apparently is blogging. Yeah, on her website. She. Mo.
4: She puts this on her <laughs> website. She doesn't even try to hide it. <laughs> She's a dude. <laughs> Um, And it it is like the writings of a madman. Seriously, it's just like almost incoherent, and you really don't understand what she's talking about, but you still kind of get it.
3: All right, so Hooch is going to read some of the blog (laughs) entries. All right, Hooch now playing the part of Rosie O'Donnell. She is Hooch. Blog entry number one. Actually, she wasn't Hooch. Marla Hooch? That wasn't Rosie O'Donnell.
4: Who was it? Yes, it was. No, No, it wasn't. Rosie. Oh, no. Marla Hooch was the. uh...
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. Rosie was actually a girl named Doris. Yeah.
3: Right, 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 right. I don't know why I know that, but yeah. Hmm. Okay. Because the Hooch looked like a younger version of the Throw Mama from the Train. Yeah. And actually, ironically, the lady from the Goonies. It all ties together. (laughs) All right. Rosie O'Donnell blogs. What a weird week it's been. (laughs) Hmm. Tying it up with a nice little retarded bow. Okay, here's a. Here's Hooch.
8: I have huge mosquito bites. I cannot stop scratching them. I look like a leper, a spotted manatee. <laughs> My stomach is a lot bigger than I ever expected it to be. Buying khaki pants is tough. Spelling khaki? Impossible. Okay, and if you see this, if, what is it? Is it rosyodonald.com?
4: Uh, rosy.com. rosy.com? Yeah, and she, uh, she blogs on there and puts all this crazy stuff on her blog. Talking about her getting mosquito bites and bites and looking like a uh spotted manatee.
1: And she's riding it
3: as if a serial killer would be riding.
4: Yeah, it. I mean she doesn't fully spell out the words. She types like you know she's chatting with someone.
3: Yeah, like it was in some messenger.
4: Yeah.
5: All right. Uh maybe Richard Simmons is online. All right, here's Hooch again as Rosie.
8: I am lost in the sweatshirt corner, looking for a double X. <laughs> Even though the extra large looks huge, to me it's never big enough. Unless it says double XL. And I wonder why I never seem to lose any weight. Don't F with me. I am a (laughs) double (laughs) XL. What the
3: hell does that even mean? I don't know. Don't F with me. I'm a double XL. I won't F you. Okay. Uh, Is this last one uh, just all one entry?
4: Yeah, the last one, uh, the final one, is all one entry. Those are all separate entries in now.
1: Wow.
3: Yeah. All right, here we go. Once again, playing the part of Rosie, here's Hooch.
8: In the interest of truth, I have removed six posts from folks with charming names and thoughtful remarks ranging from You suck, fat pig dyke, to Hey, big head, you're so fat. (laughs) I clicked and poof. You are gone but not forgotten. Your words... Resonated and well felt. Resonated. <laughs> Resonated. I can't see through two pieces of paper. Sorry.
6: Yeah, and I was in the special
4: class.
3: <laughs> All
8: right. You start me. over with that one. From the beginning. Uh, from the top, hooch. Gotcha. In the interest of truth, I have removed six posts from folks with charming names and thoughtful remarks ranging from, you suck, fat, pig, dike to, hey, big head, you are so fat. <laughs> I clicked and poof. You are gone but not forgotten. Your words resonant. What is it? (laughs) Resonated. I can't read. It's spelled wrong.
3: Start from the top.
8: Come on. Come on, W. No, start from the top. It's not my fault he can't spell. I think his dyslexia kicked him. In the interest of truth, I have removed six posts from folks with charming names and thoughtful remarks. I didn't type these. Why are you making fun of me for dyslexia? I I copied and pasted it. Sorry that she can't spell. Start from the top. In the interest of truth, I have removed six posts from folks with charming names and thoughtful remarks, ranging from, you suck, fat pig dyke, to, hey, big head, you are so fat. I clicked and, pr- I clicked and poof. You are gone, but not forgotten. Your words?
3: God damn it.
8: <laughs> Start from the top. Resonated.
1: Resonated. Spell it out. Spell it out. What are you going to do? It's resonated. Start
3: She's heard- from the top. Hasn't she heard you say it twice already? <laughs> She's heard it say it like. Fifteen times, use context clues. <laughs> and it is spelled right. Great.
8: I'm just starting over from there. Okay, start from the top. In the interest of truth, I have removed six posts from folks with charming names and thoughtful remarks, ranging from, you suck, fat, pig dyke, to, hey, big head, you are so fat. I clicked and poof, you are gone, but not forgotten. Your words resonated and were felt. You hate me, stranger. Hear ya. Loud and clear. Philia, I got it boys. They'll go in peace knowing I know.
1: <laughs>
8: what the hell? It's here for hooch. Uh, hooch. It's
3: here
4: for Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> so basically I guess, she just talks a lot about her being fat in this thing.
3: <laughs> it's about her <laughs> <laughs> It's about her uh trying to buy khaki pants and double X sweatshirts. <laughs> And people telling her, hey, big head, you are so fat.
4: Or you suck fat pig dyke.
3: That's just mean. That's not right.
4: <laughs> I guess these people just post, like, right underneath her blog and just put this stuff in there. And she won't leave it in, but she decides to put it in her own blog.
3: Yeah. yeah she she del- wants to take, it, take everybody else's glory. She deletes the comments and then writes them in herself. Resonated spelled completely correctly there. What school do you go into? Where do you go to college?
8: Rollins what? College. Oof. Do you have English class? You would think for somebody making a 3.9, I would know how to 3.9? And it
6: took me six
3: and a half years to graduate. That's the funny thing. Why <laughs> is his mic off? I don't know. Why can't you talk into a microphone? Why are you yelling? Is a 3.9 supposed to impress us?
8: Uh, yeah, was that a little jab that, hey, I am smart? No, I was just saying that you would think someone no, no, with no. that GP, no, I'd be able to talk, <laughs> be able to read.
4: Hmm. Resonate. Congratulations. Reson. <sighs>
3: Boy. Maybe you should get here a little bit earlier and study the dictionary. Okay. Not a problem. We've actually got one here. Yeah, why don't you go through? I want you going through the REs before the end of the night. I want you to know them all. All right, Doug, let's take a break. I'm ready for our friends to get here for the open door policy. Got 20 minutes. 20 minutes. We'll come back. Polly Shore says he's going to give a dollar to everybody who hates his show. Ooh. Uh, more details next. That's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. <laughs> Welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. I'm El Jefe, that is J Doves,
4: that is Deuce Chilled the Rone. 407 916 1041, 888 978 1041, or STAR 1041 on your singular wireless phone.
3: Open door policy uh, in 15 minutes. Is it already filling up back there? Yeah. In the green uh,
4: the room is already starting to fill up, so everybody who wants to get up here, get up here now. Did anyone bring food? Yes. No. Or boobs?
3: Boobs, yes.
2: Yes. What are you staring
3: there are boobies here.
2: Yeah. I need food. Nice you ones.
3: Yeah. Can I take a look real quick? Go ahead. No. Uh, let's try that. Might scare them. Good point. Yeah. yeah. No, no. no. Why don't we all take our shirts off? Oh boy. I'd rather be asexual.
2: Huh. Than um. Gay one.
3: Oh, there are boobs. Yeah. Oh, uh, talking about chunks. Yeah. Great, chlamydia's back. <laughs> <laughs> um. Dubs, are you? Did you see? Whenever I do watch cable. Yeah, I'm usually watching like TNN or something. Uh, not TNN, TNT. Mm-hmm. I think it is. One of these channels is going to have the Pauly Shore show. I think it's TBS. Yeah, is t- it TBS? Yeah, I think it's the super station. They know comedy. That's mm-hmm. their thing. And I guess Pauly's going to be running. The comedy store out in L.A. Yeah, that's uh, the one
4: his mom owns, right? uh, His mom owns the comedy store, and uh, she's going to hand over the reins to him to run it.
3: Mitzi Shore. Now, they're they're doing a bit that, and it's a great publicity stunt. If you don't like the new show, they will send a dollar to everyone who, like, writes in or something who don't like minding the shore or minding the store.
4: So uh, if you don't like the new Polly Shore show... They will send
3: you a dollar, but you gotta like write to them or something. And I was like, are they really doing this? I couldn't believe it. I'm I'm watching the promo for it, and there's a disclaimer at the end that they're gonna do it. You get one dollar, you gotta write in, and it's up to 250,000 people. Oh wow! So to, I believe it's 250. They're gonna give out 250,000 dollars.
4: Yeah, because I'm sure 250,000 people will not like the show.
3: I will write the the letter now, just for my dollar.
4: Well, I'm just gonna sit until the the credits start rolling. And, you know, have it pre-written, just hit send right away.
3: I think you actually have to hand write the letter.
4: Uh, you can't email. Well, that's too much work for me. That's not worth a dollar.
3: But if Polly Shore's giving back money.
4: Yeah. I wish you would have started this earlier in his career. I've wasted a lot of time on a lot of his movies.
3: I don't want to break the bank. But I would like $3 back for Son-in-Law.
4: That's, that's a
3: fair, fair... Uh, thing to ask because i saw it at the dollar movies and i bought a popcorn and a small soda
4: you know because i rented this I actually spent my time to go drive and pick it up i want twelve dollars for biodome
3: guessing what the farts smell like
4: that's one of, of those stupid.
3: that's one of those i can't even believe on paper they said yeah this is gonna be a good idea
4: the best part about it was the safety dance and i remember
3: i didn't finish it
4: I had to. I went and spent good money on it.
3: I'd like $5 back for jury duty. Oh, <laughs> That was awful. That was a really, really bad one. God. However, probably the best thing Polly Shore has ever done, I'd still like $0.50 cents back uh, in the Army now.
4: I'd like $0.50 cent to pay him a visit for in the Army now.
3: Just shoot him in the face.
4: Nick. I at least want 4 bucks back for the wash.
3: All right, the wash was god awful but him being the dude in the trunk was just, that put it over the top for being the worst thing ever. <laughs> Did you see the wash?
4: Barely. I, st- I kept on, I-, I had it on video, you know, and I kept on, like, trying to turn the channel, but it, I realized it was a video,
3: so I couldn't do it. Now, those are the movies that he's done. Yeah. I think he should also pay back uh, for some of the precious air time he took up. Like uh maybe seventeen dollars for the show Pauly on Fox. I don't even remember that. Two seconds.
5: Two seconds. Do you remember that one, Tommy? Which one? Pauly. Pauly. It was just called Pauly and it was on Fox. I don't remember that one. I remember him when he was the weasel and he was on MTV every afternoon. All right.
4: Yeah, when when he was doing all the promos and everything too. Oh went... to deal like uh, you know, you're trying to watch the spring break and then Pauly Shore's dumbass pops up. I want two bucks back for his uh, for his spring
3: break pop ups. What was totally Pauly? I don't even remember.
5: Remember yeah. that on MTV? That was that was his thing, right? But what did he do? I think he would just like walk around. Like the only one I ever remember was they were like working on his house or something, cool. and he was making a big deal about it.
4: Would he be squeezing the Jews? Jews? What? Hey, <laughs>
3: what? <laughs> I want twenty dollars back for him ruining the term buddy.
4: That was ruined before. Really?
3: Well, at least how he said it. Buddy. Ugh. I'm probably sure. <laughs> Weston, you're in the hideout on the radio.
7: Hey, have you guys heard of the movie Polly Shore's Dead?
4: I've heard. He, a- he, it's his movie, isn't it? He uh, he kind of does
3: it as a spoof on himself, like right? Like a mockumentary or something?
7: Yeah, he directed it. It's hilarious.
3: Is it actually fine? Like, maybe that's one that I wouldn't mind spending money. If he sends me the total of... I don't know, like thirty bucks. I'll get back into him. I'll go rent. Paulie is dead.
4: I'll show up to his funeral, just to make sure he's dead. Is this true? He's gotten to kiss Carla
5: Cugino. Who is that? Don't know. She was uh, the the love interest in -in *Son-in-Law*. Oh, she was hot. Yeah, she's in Sin City.
3: I don't know about kissing her, but I've heard that he pulls so many girls. I, really? I, yeah.
5: I, I thought that was Tiffany Amber Thiessen
3: who
6: was in Son-in-Law.
5: She was in it, too, but uh, Carlo Gugino was the girl that he was pretending to be her fiance Mm-hmm. I don't even remember that.
6: It's said thalliant dame.
5: Shut it. Don't ruin her for me. Hey, have you noticed that Chunks actually kind of has Pauly Shore's old hair?
4: You know, <laughs> if Polly Shore and Screech had a kid, it would be Chunks. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, hey, best of luck, man. And someone kicked him in the stomach,
6: too.
1: Do you you leaving? I don't know. Am I going to miss anything with this girl
6: here in the studio if I do? Yeah, you're going to miss needing an STD shot. <laughs> what do he say? Nothing. <laughs> oh, an gotcha. Heard you now.
5: Needing an STD shot. I've always wondered what one of those feels like. What? An STD. You've always wondered? Yeah, I'd like to try it out sometime. What? What it feels like. Is that an odd way of you hitting on her? <laughs> you might think it's odd. I think it's romantic. I
4: think it is, too. It's like handing a rose to a chick. Hey, can I get one of your STDs?
3: Sweetie, how about you pass over that chlamydia?
4: That'd be a great show like The Bachelor. Instead of handing roses, you hand them a card saying what STD they got from you.
3: Dubs, <laughs> you and I haven't talked about this here. But remember, we, ha- we came up with the idea of the nightclub that right. was std themed yeah well i mean i think you should
4: uh if you go into a nightclub there should be a special nightclub for you if you have an std where each room is dedicated to that std so you know you aren't going to get anything new at that bar so you go in there with like the clap or something you have an orange bracelet
3: and you go to the clap room yeah that you way, the clap room that way everybody who's already got that
4: they can hook up
3: no, uh, you know, without any... And it's not a uh, discriminatory kind of thing.
4: No, it's something you go to freely, but it's somewhere where you can meet up with people and say, okay, I'm not going to worry about
3: giving it to someone else, because they already have it. Right. And vice versa. Yeah,
1: but come on, who's going to... If you've got it, are you going to be interested in some other girl with a clap?
3: Why not? You already
1: have it. You already have it. What's the, What, are you going to discriminate? <laughs> yes. I'm not going to bang you at the clap. It's kind of like, you know...
3: Dub still hates retards, even though he's there. I'm not a retard. Man, we found that out earlier tonight. How dare you? I'm just using that as an example. It's the same thing. I'm sorry. I should have said chunks. Chunks
1: hates retards. Thank you. Retard, I'm I i just... <sighs> All
3: right, douche chill. Are you uh, you gonna hang out or are you leaving? I don't know. I was being serious when I asked that question. Am I gonna miss something if I leave? Right, Why me, don't we all take our shirts off? Let me tell you, that girl has no interest in you. I have no interest in her. I just like to look at her naked. <laughs>
6: it's so awkward. Sit in the corner. Give me some Saran wrap if that's the case. Cover me up. It's so awkward. I don't even you want know to get that one means. all those outbreak off the costumes. Yes. Is it airborne? Still got a hole in the back of my head, by the way, whore. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That slipped out. That That's from the, slipped that, out.
5: That was from the glory hole, though. He was dyslexic also. Put the wrong end there. <laughs> wow. A little battle going on. Mm.
1: All right. Again, I still don't know if I'm leaving or not yet. Are you going to be I here next week? No, actually, I will not. Where are you going? I'm going out of town next week. Uh, couple, I'm hitting up a couple of different states.
4: Really? Dude yeah. You wow, you're going to spread your uncomfortableness. That's right. Across the nation. Yep. How about we do this? How about we do a war in the world as douche Chill own? You know, he can make anywhere uninteresting. I, I bet you could even take him to Vegas, it'd be like the lamest Vegas trip he'd in he'd, the world. It'd close down. It'd be like, you know, you're going to Maine. He'd be the new cooler. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you put him at a table, everybody loses. I would like to open a casino and just have him and Chunks walk to every single table. I'd be like a billionaire.
3: I like the mullet. You're it, so right on. He yeah. so is
5: growing a mullet. Well, for starters,
4: it's not a mullet. It's about to be. I, I'm not saying it is yet, well, but you're on the verge. It's
3: going to have to get trimmed this weekend then. Just the sides. I normally have a shaved head. And I want you to feather the, the top of your hair. <laughs> but I want you to do a use a one guard on the sides. Yeah.
1: I definitely feel like a woman now.
3: Samuel, you're in the hideout on row Radio. What's up, Samuel?
0: Uh, hey guys. Uh, listen, I just, you know, I I really like your show. This is the first night I've listened to it, and it's really I'm
6: sorry.
2: I've,
0: I'm becoming a quick fan. But I just, you guys were said
6: some pretty unsavory things about uh the retarded people in our society.
2: Well,
3: actually, here's the thing, though, Samuel. We have what, ha- we have actually two retarded people on the show. <laughs> so it's okay. It's like I'm Mexican, so they can make Latin jokes.
2: <laughs>
3: See, that doesn't offend me. Well, actually, it does, but... Why? But because of the fact that Doug... Why do you have to be so Frito Bandito about it? And Chunks were in the <laughs> special classes. You know, I wasn't in a special class. I was in a class with all the normal people.
1: And If this guy doesn't believe us, if he came here in studio and looked at them, he definitely would. What are you talking about? Well, not you as much as Chunks.
6: What do you talking? look at you, uni.
3: <laughs>
6: uni? What Jason. J- uni? Brow.
3: Jason, you're in the hide on the road radio.
7: Hey guys, what's up? Yo. Yo, man, my butt is retarded. Can you use another word, please?
4: All right. <laughs> what well, you just used it. <laughs> Why can't we use it and you use it?
5: Retard? Retards make good kids.
3: I didn't think we were really being that offensive. I guess so. I thought it's okay because I work with one.
6: Yeah, I honestly did. i Updated one, so I
4: thought
3: it was fine. I feel bad. I feel bad because I work with two of them. That was when we take a break. Putin's fine. You come back and you read all the commercials. No. All right, let's take a break. This is getting loud in the uh, green room. Yeah. A little unruly back there. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Friday night open door policy. Come on up to the Clear Channel compound and hang out. It's the Hideout Rural Radio 104.1. I took
2: her out. It was a Friday night. I woke alone to get the feeling right.
3: all right, welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1, Friday Night Open Door Policy. Our friends are here. The Clear Channel Compound, fourth floor is now open. And uh, come on up, uh, 2,500 Maitland Center something or other in yeah, Maitland. Yeah, something like that. Go you? on the website, find or, out. Or call, 407-916-1041, and Star one zero four one on your singular wireless phones. A lot of our friends who were at the uh, live gig last Friday and who were on the party bus Maybe we should talk about the party bus at some point. Yeah, it's, I think we should. Well, you know what? We'll, we won't this break because I'd like to go over some ground rules before we talk about the party bus. Um because <laughs> there's, there's some things that can't be said because there's a lot of trouble that could be had, but we will get into that uh at some point as well. Uh let's run through these phone calls real fast and then um and then I believe Giant Brian wanted to share maybe even pour his uh open his his heart. His giant heart to uh, to those of us here in the hideout. First, the anti-chunks here in the hideout on row Radio.
8: What's up, hideout? What's up, folks?
3: Um Dale, say hi.
8: What's up, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just called as I thought I'd share my uh, my little impression of that man beast known as uh, Chunks for you, since uh, this new revelation. Uh, it goes a little something like,
2: Hello, my name is Chunks. I live in the twain. My favorite condo is glass and clear. Oh, yeah, and I love thick, thick ducks. <laughs> sick ducks. Sick ducks? What was that?
3: And you
6: still sound like a chick. So there you
3: go. It's something about him renaming naming himself the anti-Chunks that he lost any uh, ability to be funny. Um, <laughs> all right, speaking of, here's Chunks Uncle Mo. You're in the hideout. What's going on, yes, Uncle
0: Chuck, um I was wondering maybe you can hook me up with your uh, gay friend with a disability. Uh, maybe we can go out on a date.
3: I'm not going on a date with you, Chunk's uncle. Haven't you had enough fun with Chunk's butt. All right, now here's the here's the. I don't know if you guys heard this or not. Uh, J. Dubbs was retarded when he was young. I wasn't retarded. <laughs> Dyslexia is not retardation. Mm, I looked it up on the internet and it said it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it did. Um, now is the is the word retard offensive? As I look around the room, I don't think I only think it's offensive if you have a special needs like sibling. Or cousin or something, there
1: you go. isn't that right, Giant Brian? It's
3: right. only offensive if you have a kid. All
4: right, you got the other wrong mic's son. There you go.
1: It only offensive is if you actually have a kid that is
3: like you know. And here's and here's the odd thing too, because we um I've always said this to Jay Dubs, as much as he makes fun of you know special needs people, I believe that something is probably gonna happen well, when when he has a child that more than likely it's going to be born. I think it's just kind of like a karma thing. You know what I mean? You you don't fear that? You talk so much trash?
4: Well, we used to have a uh, co host uh, when we first started up the show, and he had three kids from three different mothers, and one of them was retarded. I've never seen anybody throw around the retard bomb more than him. Maybe because he totally ignored that kid and. Never paid for it, but
3: right. It, it, this is by the way, it's, all, it's really true. It was
4: very, very awkward, and then it, it's like the uh, you know completely thing of what an animal does with a retarded baby. It kind of cannibalizes it. That's what this guy did by not paying for it. Is that you know? true? Yeah. Like if a rat has a retarded kid, or a kid with like no
3: legs, it eats it. All right, wait a second. Is this is this is this true? Does yeah. anybody know this? We got some, look maybe some smart people here. I didn't realize that was actually the case. Yeah, if like a rat has like a kid that has no legs or does, it knows it's not gonna make it through, they'll eat it. They they actually monkeys do it. Is that right, Zeppelin? Turn turn the mic on, Chunks, You want to pay attention in there. Try to be a uh, board operator.
1: Monkeys do it. I mean, it's a natural thing throughout the entire animal kingdom. If you have a disabled baby of any kind, whether it's retarded or it's missing a limb or it's got half a head or a forearm growing out of its head, it's gonna be eaten. All right, now, well, how
3: can we don't do that as humans? I don't understand. We should. we we really should.
1: Oh, Giant Brian, what were you gonna say? <laughs> Those monkeys like <laughs> swinging on the short, the <laughs> short vine in the jungle, or having a <laughs> helmet, or oh. Oh, come on, that's not nice.
3: By the way, remember that one time we were in Lansing, and um, didn't Chafee say something, Our buddy Chafee, say something about, quote-unquote, retarded kids? Yeah,
4: well, I don't know if he said anything about retarded kids, but there was this guy who was mentally disabled who called up, and he kind of made fun of him, asked if he wanted to have sex with him and stuff. (laughs) uh, I
3: forgot about that. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. And he got, like, all these uh, people uh, emailing him from all across the country. Yeah, it was like Scientologists. Because he just, it was where they all of a sudden from everywhere, places they can't hear the show. I mean, we're in Lansing, Michigan, and you're getting emails from California and New York and everything because he happened to make fun and ask a retarded dude if he wanted to have sex with him. I saw I know. The retarded dude said, yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's why it was offensive because yeah. he ended up saying yes. I don't know. Um. All right, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, star 1041 888 978 1041 star 1041 on your single wireless phones. Here's some stuff that we have to do in the hideout this evening. We have to build up some trust issues. Apparently, uh, Chunks has been whining to management about the fact that um, we're mean to him. We're, we're too mean to him. Uh, I don't know if those of you who were at the live broadcast last week, I didn't think we were particularly mean. I thought we were helping to get him over, uh, hitting him with wolf of bats and dancing and stuff like that. So we're going to try to build some trust up. I don't know if you guys have ever done any of these exercises before, Apparently, there are team-building exercises that you can do. If you
5: guys have any suggestions, that would actually help us a lot if you do something at your job. When Chunks and I went rock climbing, he goes, Boy, I sure wish Jefe would climb a rock and I would just accidentally drop the rope when he fell.
3: Uh, See, here's the thing. I I trust you, Chunks. For some reason, I trust you. You don't trust us. So we're going to try to build that tonight. Bateman has a game show that he wants to play with you guys. Best game show ever. What's the game show? Uh, true or false about Christian Bale? All right. Bateman has Christian Bale trivia.
5: Best actor ever.
3: That, he, uh, that he'd that he like to play with you. For some reason. He'd like to play with him, too. Uh, he he has this fascination with Christian Bale. And uh, we'll get into that. Let's take a break and come back about last, talk about last Friday night, though. Yeah. And being on that party bus. And who was on the party? Giant Brian, SFG, King, King of Queens, Queens. All right, TL, Jonathan and Drew. We're very lucky to be alive, uh, and we and we mean that with all our uh, all our all our heart. We'll take a break. We'll come back more of the hideout Friday night open door policy. It's real radio 104.1. Welcome back to the Hideout Road
2: Radio
4: 104.1. 407-916-1041, 1041 star 1041
3: on your singular wireless phone. We, uh, it's Friday night, open door policy. All of our friends are here. Um, and we're happy to be here, be perfectly honest with
4: you. And when we say here, we
3: mean alive. Yeah. So last Friday night, we were broadcasting live from Slow and Low Barbecue at Cocoa Beach. Um, had an amazing time. And some of our buddies who are here ended up getting on the party bus with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jonathan and Drew, King of Queens, Giant Brian, TL there in the back, uh, SFG, um, uh, Matt, uh, Misfit Matt. So we get on the party bus, and we leave about 4 Mm o'clock here from the Clear Channel compound. And it it was a lot of traffic, as you would expect, on a Friday before the 4th of July. But it was fun. We were having a good time. You know, we were... Empty Howie was being loud. Um, As usual. Uh, um, he's not
2: here
3: He's not. He's not here tonight. But um, so we're all just kind of talking about, I don't know, radio and girls or whatever the hell it was we were talking about. And it took us forever to get from I-4 over to 408. So we finally get on to 408. And so we're going on 408. And we scoot on over to 417 and 528. That's how we ended up getting to Cocoa Beach. Well, once we began to, once we got on the 417. Once we got out of the traffic jam. The bus driver, just like, it's like he was shot out of a cannon. Yeah. I don't know if he felt like we needed to get there on time or what, but he just starts speeding. Yeah, he had a very heavy foot out there. And we heard it, and I think it was no joke, about four or five times. Cars would pass us, honking, giving us the finger. Yeah. And and the first
4: I go- thought they were rock fans. I had no idea. Yeah. What the
3: hell is that?
4: I, well, I didn't know.
3: <laughs> so anyway, we uh we're driving, and I'm thinking, all right, this is I don't know what's going on. By the third car, I'm starting to figure out that this guy is having trouble staying in the lane. Now I don't know how many of you have driven a party bus before, but they are, you know, they're bigger things. Yeah, you know, because I got a little car, and so whenever I try to drive like a conversion van or you know a a, a rental truck a, or anything like that, it's tough. Okay, but this guy does this for a living. Yeah, we aren't professionals. Oh, so anyway, so then we—I don't know if you know—but there was this curve from 417 onto 528, and it's whenever you begin to merge. And in this party bus with 30 of us on it, the guy has to be going, taking a curve like that, 45, maybe? Yeah. And for those of you that know about these party buses, that's not that's not good. That's not positive. Those things can flip. <laughs> so, all right, everybody at this point, we're like, whoa, it's a little crazy, blah, blah, blah. We're all drinking. We're having a good time. Whatever. No big deal. So then we get on 528, and we're driving. Now this cat's like, whatever. I got no curves to worry about. It's a straight straight shot. So he hits the gas, and we're flying. He actually covered up the uh, speedometer so no one can see it. Now, Matt Albert tells me at one point he saw 88. He saw we were going 88. Whether this is true or not, I don't know. I don't know if that party bus could get up to 88, to be perfectly honest with you. I think Matt Albert was just dreaming about four donuts. But so we're driving, and and that's the other thing. And those of you on the bus, you know this. It was like our driver was a bobblehead doll. His head was just bouncing around, kind of back, forth, side to side. It was like he was practicing for commercials for the Red Roof Inn because he's sitting there, and he's just kind of, you know, his head's just kind of bobbing. And going back and forth, and he's—it doesn't really seem like he's paying attention. So for a little while here on 528, everybody begins to figure out um, something's wrong because we're having trouble staying in the lane on a straightaway, <laughs> and we're having trouble staying within the yellow lines. All right, so it's not bad enough—you know—you got your lane. Maybe if you want to sur- swerve into the other paved lane, okay. But now we're having trouble staying within the yellow lines. And we're hitting the bumps, too. At at one point, everybody begins to now notice what's happening. And the drinking kind of stops. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, whoa, 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 wait a second. This is no longer a party bus. It's now turned into speed. (laughs) So we're going and we're driving along. And I guess they put those little ridges in the side to wake you up if you fall asleep. Rumble strips. Rumble strips, I guess, is what they're called. So we're driving along. Then all of a sudden... (laughs) I I don't know if I can completely make the noise, but he swerves all the way into the right lane and hits the strips and and is running on the (laughs) strips for a good, I don't know, five seconds, ten seconds. And when it happens everybody starts to scream everybody it, no kidding on the count of three everyone who's on the bus let's hear how it sounded
2: One, whoa, 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 whoa. there it is
3: and so now we're like oh my god what's going on All right, SFG you got an observation you wanna
0: make yeah I have two observations actually first all and foremost right after we hit the shoulder aka the rumble strips I call my boy Jimmy Jam who's you know safe and secure in his own house I told him if I die tonight, you have my brand new computer that I just built. That's a powerhouse. <laughs> I said that
4: you started calling up and bequeathing your stuff to
0: people. You're making yeah. a, you're making a living will I'm at that pretty point. Pretty much making a living will over mobile phone, which I don't know if that has ever happened before, but I'm the pioneer if it hasn't.
3: And oh. I, and here's the other odd thing too, uh, just for a second, is that everybody then gets on their cell phones, and I don't know if they start calling people like SFG did, or if they're typing away. You know, text messaging saying, oh, my God, there's a chance I may not live tonight.
4: And another thing is everybody was, like, kind of searching for a uh, some kind of seatbelt or something. And when we found out there's no seatbelts around, everybody just started hugging the seat in front of them. It's true. It's completely
3: true. So now, immediately, the, the bus driver seems to straighten up a little bit after we hit the rumble strips because mm. everybody's yelling and screaming for their lives. Then the thing that I thought about immediately was if you've ever been to Cocoa Beach on 528, that bridge. Yeah. There's a very thin, tall bridge. The the tall bridge that gets you over, I guess, onto, Cape, onto the Cape Canaveral or Cocoa or whatever it is. So we, we're, we're pulling up on the bridge, going 80, whatever. And everybody then begins to truly look at each other <laughs> and hold on to their seats seeing if this is going to be the people they die with, you know? Yeah. You know, I'm looking over at King of Queens and thinking, no, it's it's, it's not supposed to end this way. This isn't how I'm supposed to go out. So we get up on the bridge, and I'm not kidding you guys. We're in the left lane in the bridge, Mm -hmm. so you can see over, and we are maybe like the side of the bus to the little barrier that keeps us from, you know, going straight in. We are maybe about five inches? Five inches at this point. Do you think it's five is I mean was it a foot? I mean I don't want to exaggerate. Giant Brian, because you were behind me those five inches.
1: All right, now,
3: now, now, he's making penis jokes. We're all we're about to die. And by the way, all all giant Brian cares about is he's got to go to the bathroom so bad, he's got to pee so bad. He wants us to crash into the water so that he can just go and it can be over with.
4: And when we were going over that bridge, that bridge isn't a big long bridge. It probably took us only like probably ten seconds to get over it, but it felt like
3: five minutes. It was, it was, it was just, it was so incredibly long. So finally. We get over the bridge, and we get into the city. And they're at Cocoa Beach. And we're thinking, ah, we're safe. <laughs> we made it. You know, now he's got to slow down. There are lights. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> There's no way he can keep up with this uh, pace. At least we've made it. So there in Cocoa Beach, and I don't know what the speed limit is. <laughs> 35, I'm going to assume. Yeah. 45 maybe there, actually, in the city. So We're going. And we're probably doing 45, maybe 50. Yeah. And I'm not kidding you, maybe 60, 80 feet away, the light has turned red. And it's not like the light has turned red and it's just like, okay, it it happened to turn red. There were three cars sitting there. Just stopped. Just stopped at a red light the way you would be stopped. And you had plenty of braking time. It's almost as if he sped up. <laughs> Because there's like a goal for him. As we're going, everybody again I'm like I start cussing at this point. I start dropping the S bomb, O S O S, and I grab the chair, and everybody hearing me scream like a girly man, then looks to the front and everybody again ah! the the bus driver has to swerve into the turn lane with the uh, brakes completely on, so that he doesn't rear end the little pinto that's in front of us. And it's not like that guy locked up on the brakes in front of us. That guy has been stopped for a good
4: forty seconds, and right. he just wanted to go right for him.
3: And then, so then at this, we're just all scared um, to be we're not safe. You're just not safe when you're you know on a regular road and there are lights and you have to swerve into the turn lane. To not crush the car in front of you. So we finally get this low and low. And all of us, I'm not kidding you, run off the bus. (laughs) I mean, it was just, we run off the bus. Some of us go to the bathroom, you know, and clean up because of uh, what just happened. And others um, immediately go and begin to chain smoke. (laughs) And what's funny is that it... They go to the other side of slow and low, where the bus is out front, and these guys go to the back. Like, they can't even look at the bus anymore. They're so scared. And they're just sitting there, and they're smoking in a way, um, fearful for our lives. And how long do you think it took? And I hope I'm not over-exaggerating, because this is what the ride was like for me. As I look around the room, everyone else can pretty much agree. Now, Jonathan and Drew were in the back, and I think it took a little bit longer for you guys to catch on to what was happening. But even there, toward the end, you guys were like, "Whoa, wait a second, something's really wrong, right?" No, no. Right away
0: at the beginning, uh, when we were still on 417 or one of those, uh, there was a, another box truck that was right next to us, and the mirrors of our bus and that box truck were like two inches.
3: I know Jonathan was the first
4: one to scream.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I didn't, I didn't realize,
3: I didn't even know that. Okay, at that point, I guess I'm still, you know, making my rounds, hanging out with everybody. So here's the thing. Uh... On the ride back,
2: uh,
3: two people were noticeably absent. We felt bad about it. Uh, me and Dobbs. <laughs> now, here's, now here's let me let me say this, and I'll let you guys comment on it, okay? In, in a second. Normally, I'm a fraidy cat. I don't know if you've gotten to know that about me, El Hefe here in the hideout. I'm, uh, i can be a little bit of a of a wuss occasionally. But what happens a lot of times is you know. My my alpha male friend here, Jay Dobbs. That's me. Will tell me. He'll 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 tell I'm me all man. <laughs> he'll tell me, dude, you're being a puss, stop it already. You know what I mean? You're just stop being a girl. Everything's cool. But on this
4: one i love the Puss Parade. So Dobbs says, Dude, I'm not getting back on that bus. Well, I got on there I got on there once and I went and sat down. I'm like, all right, I'll suck it up, I'll take this ride home. And then I heard the bus driver, talking to someone, and he was just talking out of his mind, this gibberish. I had no idea what he was talking about. And I said, screw it.
3: I'm getting back off. All right, There's no way I can handle it. All right. So Dubs and I, <laughs> Dubs and I were sitting on the bus, and we're sitting there for a second, and Dubs says, dude, I can't do this. <laughs> and Dubs gets up and leaves. And at this point, I'm not kidding you guys. I was so torn. I was like... We, we brought these friends on the bus. How could you not get on the bus with them, Dubs? And then I'm thinking, if Dubs is that scared, I can't get on this bus either. So, now Matt Alberts typed to me. He goes, when you guys decided not to ride back with us, it felt like the movie Final Destination when that guy had the vision and rushed off the plane.
1: And it's so true! I'm just thinking to myself,
3: oh, my God. All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back. I want to hear about the bus ride back, and then I'll tell you guys how Dubs and I got home and how infinitely scarier that was (laughs) (laughs) and how I was wishing I was on the bus with you. Very quick break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Good choice. Uh, welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Hefe and um, Dubs is probably smoking. Uh, oh, boy. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, star 1041 888 978 1041 star on your singular wireless phones. Right now we're talking about uh, a week ago tonight where we were out at, at Sloan Low Barbecue. Uh, just had an amazing time. Uh, for the actual live broadcast, I thought everything went well. I thought everybody yeah, had a blast. Um, that was all cool. It was the bookends. It was getting out there and then getting back. So where we left off was uh, us. I guess we'd already gotten there, and we're about to leave and head back. Yeah. And Dub's saying, I'm not getting on this party bus to go back. Yeah,
4: we uh, experienced it going out there, and we weren't going to go through it going back.
3: And I, when I saw Dub's panic, I panicked, too, and I didn't get on that bus. Now, I feel awful. And I'm not lying to you guys. It really, really. Once the bus took off, mm-hmm. I was like, "God damn it!" Yeah. I, I really almost want to go chase it down because I feel like such an ass for not getting on that bus.
4: Well, it, it's like we sent these guys off to death or something. <laughs> we felt like, you know, we were gonna, you guys were gonna die, and then we, we were gonna drive by you when you're crashing on the side of the road or something. Yeah, King of Queens.
3: Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember me telling you this, but as soon as uh, I got on the bus the second time. I asked the driver, um, "Hey man, are you gonna be okay to get us home?" And his response to me verbatim was, "Uh,
6: yeah, I think so." <laughs> <laughs> it didn't instill too much
3: confidence, yeah. and I told you that when you got on, and, and you were just like, "Oh, yeah." And it, and um, thank you to Erica, the promotions goddess. Thank you to Grace, who both ended up talking. I guess, to the driver. And Grace was behind you guys the whole time making sure everything was... She, cause she was going to hang out at Sloan mo for a little while, Grace Anderson, who's in sales, but she decided, you know what, I should follow the bus back just to make sure it was okay. And we actually had a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you laughed about giant pride. We had a plan for the bus that if it got out of hand or if it, if it felt too unsafe, we were going to make the dude pull over and... Have him sit there until they could get another driver out there. So that would now, honestly, to me, that would have sucked too for yeah. you guys just to be sitting there. That'd have been awful. But if it was as scary as it, because here's the other thing, this guy was driving like a maniac during the daytime. Yeah, about four o'clock in the afternoon. Five o'clock. My biggest deal was getting over that bridge at night, you know, to get back on 528. That's what scared me the most. Yeah, SFG.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember, but on the way to slow and low, I was taking down numbers from limos that were passing by that were advertising numbers on their side just in case we needed uh, an alternate ride home because that guy was scaring the effing s out of me. Okay, now, um,
3: (laughs) he's proud he didn't cuss. Uh, He's so proud. (laughs) all right anthony anthony who was on the bus by the way anthony was badass because he earned the uh, seats on the party bus by licking matt albert's belly button yeah (laughs) all right that was awful anthony you there buddy what's
0: going on hideout
3: um did you did you get back on the bus or no
0: no uh on the way over there that that kind of did freak me out a little bit too and then uh being kind of intoxicated at the uh, the per- at the gig going on, uh, I had a couple of friends that came over that didn't get to be on the bus, and I was like, yo, they're already riding five people in the car. I was like, I don't care. you got to let me and my friend in the car on the way back, because after a couple of drinks, I don't know if I can get back on the bus. I might wet myself.
3: No, and it's completely true, and I wondered, because the it seemed like there weren't as many people on the bus. Now, yeah, there were uh, a few people who uh, jumped ship. I'm glad everybody made it safely, and thank you, Anthony. Now, Trunks, you got on the bus, didn't you? Yeah. Waters. We, uh, we ended up putting chunks on the bus. Uh, he took our spot. Now, that I felt even worse about. Well,
4: I figured it was just another stunt for him.
3: Yeah, yeah that, was, that was his stunt. Like he, hadn't, like he hadn't done enough for the evening. Now, here's what Dubs and I end up doing. Um, we had amazing support from people who were out there. SBK did the power hour with Dubs. Yeah. SBK would not get back on the bus. <laughs> he rode back with terrific Tom, the engineer in the engineering van. All right. So he, he took all like, immediately, he said, I'm getting there's one seat on the engineering van and that's mine. And he bolted after the gig. So Savannah came out, which was very cool, and so did Drunky the Bear and Elizabeth Longhair. Dubs, Dubs when he decides he's not getting on that bus, says, I'm I'm gonna ride with Drunky and Elizabeth. So I was like, do they have room for one more? And drunky's like, Yeah yeah we got room, come on. We got room. Let's go. <laughs> And so I'm like, all right, this is cool. You know, we'll be able to, a little quality time with Drunky. Yeah, talk to him. You know, be able to hang out. Drunky after he's been doing a lot of shots. And that's the other thing, too. Drunky is a character and a half because it's true. He's got two in each hand. He's got one in his uh, shirt pocket. And then everybody's buying him shots, okay? And so we're sitting there, and we're thinking, oh, my God, I hope Drunky isn't driving. And luckily, but we still felt more safe than getting on the bus because <laughs> we didn't know who was driving at that point. Turns out Elizabeth Longhair uh, was DD that night, so that was cool. So we get in. Uh, it's time to leave. You know, finally, Drunky is finished and he has to finish every drop of the beer, but he finishes it all. And we go. And apparently, and we didn't know this. No. It's a truck. And it's not like a extended cab. Nope. It's your average, you know, Chevy truck. So Elizabeth Longhair, Drunky, Dubs, and myself are all sitting in the front of this truck (laughs) driving back. Now, here's the thing. We can't put seatbelts on. No. We've done a lot of homoerotic stuff on this show. (laughs) And in Mo. and in the hideout. Dubs was sitting on my lap. Yeah. It was the it was literally the queerest we've probably ever been. I don't and
5: ever remember hearing this part of the story before.
3: Well, we wanted to save
4: it. And uh when we were uh driving, you know, I had to smoke quite a bit, so I kept on reaching for my cigarettes and <laughs> <laughs>
3: half baby going, Hey, hey, that's, hey! Not, that's not your lighter. That's not your lighter And I was wondering just why it was hard then. So, it's not my lighter. Whatever. You, you try having them on your lap and not getting excited. <laughs> so, and then, I mean, the trip back was probably, I mean, you know, every Elizabeth drove fine and yeah. everything was cool. It was a fun conversation. Other than the fact that. Drunky and Dubs kept bitching about the fact that they had to pee.
4: Well, I just went along with Drunky. I really didn't have to pee that bad, but Drunky was, Drunky was just getting on his girlfriend's nerves so bad. Hey, I, I gotta pee. Pull over right now.
3: So mm-hmm. we're pulling over, you know, on 528 and running over, and you know, just going on the side of the road, and then getting back, going another few miles, and pulling over again because the seal had been broken. So we got back safely, as it turns out. We left 30 minutes after you guys. And we got back to Maitland 30 minutes before you guys. What happened? Do we have to take a break? All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, and we'll wrap up the uh, party bus from hell. Uh, <laughs> next in the Hideout, Row Radio
2: 104.1. All right,
3: welcome back into the Hideout, Row Radio
2: 104.1.
3: Friday night, open door policy. I am El Hefe. this is j These are all of our friends. A few new faces too, some uh, some people that we you know talked to online um, via MySpace or the AOL Instant Messenger, Real Radio Hideout. Uh, but uh, I've decided to come up for the first time this evening. Thank you very much. Um, all right. So now we're gonna wrap this up. We talked about us getting home with Drunky uh, following the gig last week. What happened on that party bus on the way back? I guess Chunks will start with you. Because you were on the party bus on the way back, because Dubs and I refused to get back on
6: it. Yeah, I did notice there was a lot less people, but everyone uh, seemed to be in a chipper mood. I guess they probably had to booze up enough so that, uh, because they knew they were taking fear on or death on, (laughs) right? You know, and uh, Matt Albert was uh, was sitting next to me in the uh, seat next to me. And he's just being belligerent. I mean, he's just being a big ass, being mean to everyone. Some, like, somebody would be talking in the back of the bus and be like, Shut up! Stop talking! You know, and this is on the way back, and he's trying to talk to this, this driver. And uh, Putin was in there, too, in the front seat, trying to guide him to make sure he just wouldn't fall asleep again. So Putin's up there making sure that the driver doesn't fall asleep. Yeah, Putin's up there uh, making sure the driver isn't dozing off. And I think, and uh, I know... Everyone else probably knows about this, but I think at one point Putin, everyone had to go to the bathroom again on the way back home. So you pull over and you go to the bathroom. Uh, no, that would have been great in theory, but we, we can't do that. <laughs> what? He, yeah, no, he wouldn't pull over. Why not? I I don't know, but he he had to wait till we got to this exit. And Matt is being an ass because like three or four people in the bus are like, dude, we gotta go, we gotta go. Matt's going to the driver. He goes, hey. Such and such. He's calling him by his name. I think it was Joe. No, idiot. (laughs) What the hell's wrong with you? He goes, either way, Matt Albert uh, is calling the bus driver uh, by his name. And uh, he goes, you don't really need to pull over to go to let these people go to the bathroom. He's like, they can all wait till they get to the station. Okay,
3: so everybody has to go to the bathroom because it's an hour and a half back from Cocoa Beach. Yeah, and, and Matt Albert's like, don't worry about it. I don't have to go.
6: Exactly. That's what he said. He says, yeah, I don't have to go. What do I can. And he's just laughing. He's got that goofy laugh like the drop that Bateman has the whole time. Because when he's drunk and he tells a joke, for some reason it cracks him up two times more than... Yeah, what a fat bastard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And and people are trying to talk and have fun in the back. He's like, shut up. Be quiet. I don't want to hear it.
3: Was he pissed because he was Black Santa all night or what happened? Oh, uh, God,
6: he had to hear about that, too. Uh, how do you think I was doing? I was walking around in a Santa suit. And it was sweaty. Giant you Brian, to, uh... what was your take on the, on the ride back?
1: I took Bateman's party bus back. Did you? I did.
3: Oh, I didn't realize you were on the Bateman yeah, party bus on I, the way. I think I was the first to jump ship. Were you really? I think so. I, so. Out of everybody who went on the party bus. I think only half of them went back on the I didn't, death trap. I didn't realize uh, that's what happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm so leery to go
0: to USFG. Uh, uh, all right, what do, you, what do you got? Well, the first issue we had to deal with on the party bus was um, Howie's drunkenness which was a spectacle in itself. But he had me call Brooke, which I brought up here one night, and tell her that he wanted to bend her over.
3: And th- I, so now, and, and that's what I understand, too, um, is I don't even Dirty know. Dirty Howie. Dirty Howie. Empty Howie. Empty Howie, Dirty Howie. Whatever, <laughs> whatever Whatever he goes by, he is hitting on everybody, I suppose, uh. at this point. It's just like everybody's getting gathering numbers and doing a whole thing over there. And it just—it was really awkward and uncomfortable <laughs> for everyone, I suppose. So I'm glad everybody made it back safely, and i am glad—I'm very happy you guys came out. What hooch? Oh, all right, is this Matt Albert? Matt. Hello. How are you?
2: Uh, sweating right
3: now. You're sweating? <laughs> yes. Why, because 'Cause you're just laying there on your bed?
2: Yes, exactly.
3: You had to dial the phone.
2: <laughs> I had to tell it all. What
3: is it? What was it with you being an ass? I was uh, a little tipsy.
0: Really? Uh, people were being loud and annoying.
3: It's a party bus. They're supposed to be loud. They're supposed to party.
0: Yeah, they weren't partying. It was, I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta go to the bathroom.
3: So I decided uh, we don't have to go to the bathroom anymore. So you're just and telling. So I got my kick. So you're telling the driver it's no good. How'd you do? How'd you. Did you end up scoring that night? Yeah.
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, he scored about three bags of Dorito chips that uh, somebody had left up front.
2: <laughs> Is had Cheetos.
6: You had Cheetos?
2: Yeah, Cheetos and
3: water. No, I'm glad you had a good trip then. He was satisfied. He had food. If he had food, everything was
6: okay. Yes. Yeah. All right, we don't miss you. Go away. All right. Well, you know, you know the funny thing is when he eats his food, too, like Cheetos or something, he enjoys each chip. Like, he really does. Like, he holds his hand out, and he does have this, like, little half smile on his face. Uh, he's a big, fat bastard. What else is he going to do? I mean, He can't that- love a woman, so he has
3: to love something. <laughs> he's got to love something. And if all it is is Doritos or Cheetos, then fine. <laughs> Let him have that. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Enough of the story time from last week. We'll start uh, giving away prizes and... Having a little fun, and oh yeah, I do want to delve in just for a second. Um, I would like to talk to Giant Brian, because he has a broken heart, and we'd like to uh, we'd like to help him. Because here, you know, we're a big family here in the hideout, and um, it's mostly you brothers tonight that you have. But maybe, maybe we can help you through your your broken heart, and possibly um, we can talk this chick out of what she's decided. Quick break, we'll come abortion. back you should only be so lucky you never talk them out of that it's the hideout row radio 104.1 all
5: right
3: welcome back into the hideout row radio 104.1 <laughs> a lot of stuff going on in here tonight um tonight tonight's kind of a Chill, hang out uh, Friday night. Open door policy, because I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm tired. I'm very tired. I'm sick of abusing chunks, because that's what we did basically all last Friday night. So we're just kind of telling stories, because um, we didn't talk a behind the scenes. Yeah, we didn't talk about it a whole lot this week. No. Um, the live broadcast, and I wanted to wait till Friday to talk about the party buses. So we've talked about the party buses, like the actual sanctioned ones. Tommy Bateman had his own, quote-unquote, party bus, uh, which was Hooch's car, (laughs) essentially. Now, here's the thing. Now, last time we talked about Hooch and her personal life, uh, Mommy got mad. So why don't you call Mommy and tell Mommy to turn the the station?
8: She's not in town, so she can't hear
3: tonight. Well, there is realradio.fm, but fine. And by the way, it was so much fun throwing tomatoes at you. That was the best thing you've ever done as an intern. Congratulations. Did you uh, get welts from that?
8: I did. I had like three on my back. All
3: right, shut up. All right, nobody cares. Um, All right, so I'm getting this message here from Hooch. Talk about how Giant Brian hooked up on Bateman's party bus. Now. Uh, Hooked up. All right, now, I'm 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 in a little shock right now. Because Hooch brought two friends with her uh, to the gig out at Sloan Low. Hooch is our our intern. She brought her one friend. Did we give the one who's here now? Did we give her name?
8: No, we haven't given her name yet.
3: Gynorrhea, I told you. Okay, Gynorrhea. She brought (laughs) Gynorrhea. And I guess the other friend is Chlamydia. So, um... Now, everybody was hitting on everybody out there at the end of the night. It's so funny because it was at the bar. And you know how it is at the end of the night at the bar? And everybody's just trying to find somebody to get home with? Yeah. <laughs> so Jaya Bryant is going um, <laughs> for chlamydia. <laughs>
1: I guess. All right. So... You skipped out on the party bus, Giant Brian. I don't even want to start the story this way.
3: It, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's been started, so we got to go there. So who all is in Bateman's quote-unquote party bus? It's Bateman, Hooch, Gynorrhea,
1: Chlamydia, and Giant Brian. Damn. More girls and guys.
2: Good. Mm, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: A few half of fims in there. I see on the. All right, what's the seating arrangement? Who's who's driving? Bateman. Okay, he's sober. Yeah, Bateman. Who doesn't drink? Which... The one guy in there that doesn't look like a bus driver already. He's uh... <laughs> All right, now I'm getting now I'm getting word of not to be mean to the friend. <clears throat> Look, what we mean whoever we want. Chlamydia, like? gonorrhea—it's our story. <laughs> I wouldn't be mean to uh, a gonorrhea over there because she's nice, actually, and she's very hot. And her—I really want to see her boobs. <laughs> chlamydia was cute. I think Chlamydia was cute. She was—you hmm. could say husky, maybe.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Stout. Oh like if she were on the football team, she wouldn't be a wide receiver, she'd be like a linebacker. No, nah, not a linebacker, tight end.
1: I was going to say left guard, but whatever. But she could pull. Yeah, she's allowed to pull. Well,
2: apparently uh,
1: Apparently that was uh that was her deal. <laughs> So, <laughs> so Bateman's uh, driving. No, let's start this at the bar. And how how about, it got started. No, no, no. I don't even want
3: to. At that point, it doesn't even matter. At this point, <laughs> uh, Bateman's driving. Who's shotgun? All right, uh, Gineria is. Gineria shotgun. All right, so it's, so it's Hooch. Who's who's in the middle seat? Who's got bitch seat? Uh,
8: Clemenia, whatever. Okay, so <laughs> she's in the
3: middle. All right, so Hooch is on one window. Giant Bryan's in the other window. So
4: there's a chlamydia sandwich going on. There's a chlamydia sandwich.
3: (laughs) Yum. (laughs) All right, I'm getting this. Matt Albert says she was a fullback. (laughs) SBK just says husky, LOL. Long bound of rebound. Okay. uh, She was precious. She was a very, very fun... Um, power forward. So anyway, so, so everybody, I just found out about this during the commercial break, by the way. So Giant Brian, what kind of favor, I kind of actually have to ask her, so how does it get started? How do you begin to talk to her? And Did you start uh, talking about
1: football? So there I was.
4: Uh, uh, how drunk were sure. you? Trading war stories?
3: I had had
1: a few drinks, but we were at the bar, and she tells me that she's a full-on lesbian. Okay, so, oh, so she says she's a lesbian. Not interested in the stick at all. Okay. Lesbian, lesbian. So I'm like, cool, whatever. Right. So you're just figuring whatever, you th- are you thinking you're going to get, like, a show or something? Thinking I'm going to get a show. <laughs> because her friends are bi.
6: <laughs> as he oh, turned... I told you she's a whore! <laughs> as he turns around to the control room. Okay.
3: Fair, fair enough. So you're thinking you're going to get a little... Uh, some sort of a, you know, a, a female show. All right. Yeah, cool enough. Cool enough. So you're in the car, I guess. Do we have any, like, sounds of driving in a car or anything? Not these ones. Um, you're in a car... Any muffler scraping? <laughs> the
4: shocks, really?
2: Uh, oh,
6: you're bouncing. <laughs> bounce, baby, bounce. Um,
2: yeah, What's going on over there? Wow. I was looking I guess... for
6: a car. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I actually might have one for some reason. Okay. So, anyway, regardless. So, you're in the car. Giant Brian, you look uncomfortable. What's wrong
2: with
3: <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I can't hear you people. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so you're in the car, and
3: I, we can't get too graphic, obviously. But I guess you could say she decides she's going to drive stick.
1: Uh, <laughs> <in the back>. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> well, it needed a lot of horsepower. <laughs> That's so hot.
3: So she... Now, how do you how do you get from the fact that she's a quote unquote full on lesbian to the fact she uh,
1: likes to use her hands? There was just proof she switched teams. So you were able to switch her over? I know. I don't think. She, I don't think she was honest from the get go.
3: All right. Do you think she was after you? I don't know. It's a lot of men. <laughs> it it's a lot of men, It's Giant Brian. It's a lot of woman too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm bigger than you,
1: Chunks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow.
3: So now i got to ask, so you're in the car
5: with all these people. Now, Bateman, do you have any idea of what's going on? I started getting these text messages, and I'm like, I, I knew it was people in the back seat text messaging me. And then it's they're like, mm, you definitely want to read that text message. And so I read it, and I'm like, thank God I can't see anything in the back seat. What was the text message? Uh, what was going on in the back? It's huge. I can't see. Okay. <laughs> now,
3: Hooch, you were, I guess, sitting next to it, next to Chlamydia.
8: Next to the actions. It's so uncomfortable. You know, like, everyone's had, like, that moment, like, where you're with your friends and, like, two of them start to go at it, and you're like, God, I don't want to be in the room when this happens, but you can get up and leave. No, we were driving, and Tommy, also a bad driver, might I add, is trying to kill us on the way home. And uh, I can't go anywhere. Like, there's nowhere for me to go, and I can feel her arm, you know, the movement. All right, all right, that's good, that's good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can feel it. Whoa. <laughs>
3: Uh, I was just gonna. I was gonna say something mean. Um, it's enough has been said. I, I got more questions, but I just don't know how much I can ask.
1: But, did it go any further? Did it? Yeah. Was it just um, switching gears, if you will? Yeah, in the car it was just switching gears. In the car. Whoa!
3: Whoa! All right, I'm getting this. You want? Can we talk? Was there? Um, and boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> did you, did you take her home?
1: You don't have to say oh, if you don't want to. No, no. Yeah, we ended up in my house. Wow.
3: Um. All right, let's take a break. Hold on a second. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> What's wrong? Hey, man, you scored. So what? Matt Albert has never had any in his life. It's like a tricycle. Um, we'll take a break. We'll come back. I don't know how much more we could even tell. All right, here I got to ask you that. When you woke up in the morning, first of all, did she stay the night?
1: Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like romantic. It was. <laughs> it was animalistic.
3: <laughs> did you make her go in the backyard, or what'd you do? You Let out papers for? Her? What's going on? All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. You don't have to tell any more if you don't want to. I'll tell it all, whatever. How would you feel the next day? Do you? Let me ask you Do you feel dirty now, having been with chlamydia?
1: <laughs> no, I don't feel dirty.
3: Okay, well, good. Well, then good.
2: <laughs>
3: that was believable. Exactly
2: what it was. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I feel filthy and I just heard the story.
2: <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. I'm We're
3: going to wash the- my hands. Yeah, me too. It's <laughs> I right Outro Radio 104.1. Radio 104.1, Friday Night Open Door Policy, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, Star 1041 888 978 1041 star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. Coming back with Seven Blue Skies. name of the song is Exhausted, um, title track from the CD. And some of the boys are here actually hanging out. It's very good stuff, guys. 7blueskies.com, uh, the number 7, then blueskies.com. And they're going to be at the Haven tomorrow at 11. So uh, kudos, guys. It sounds good. We'll uh, we'll play some more of it as we come back. Bumper music here in the hideout. Um, all right, Bateman says that Hooch's mom just IM'd him and said that she missed her plane, so she's listening.
6: Oh. Ooh, dog. That's kind of rough.
2: Hmm. Um,
3: all right, Matt Albert wanted to pass along some congratulations to you, Giant Brian. Since he is a 21-year-old, six-foot-five black virgin, he says, "Congratulations, he banged Mark Henry, sexual <laughs> <of> chocolate <laughs> from WWE." <laughs>
2: um, <A tough> <laughs>
3: and then he added, "Dubs will get that reference." Yes, I would. Apparently, everybody did. <laughs> um, okay, Giant Brian is a little pissed. We just heard about how he. Yeah, uh, hey, he doesn't look happy. Right. He said he wanted to tell his side of the story. We just heard about him getting a uh, an H.J. on Bateman's party bus back.
4: Had to give her a ham sandwich for it, though.
3: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of... Pit. All right, this, 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 I'm just going to stop. What's, what's your side? You You do your thing. Why? why what, what, what happened? Why was it... Why were we
1: so wrong? I... You just shaping it like I was all into it. I, I that's my dream girl and this is Wait, know.
4: wait, wait. You weren't into it? How was she
1: doing it then? Yeah. You must have been into it. Well Let me hold on. let me ask you. God all right,
3: again I won't go too far. But this actually will say a lot. Did you have your eyes open or closed?
1: It wasn't like that. No 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 closed. When you were in the car, and she was you know driving stick, oh open, I was looking right at Bateman. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what? then
1: I understand then I understand, I completely
3: understand that's fine
1: now, now, give me more because you say you you know you got your side of the story, which you know how you feel when when a girl says, "Hey, I'm lesbian, my friend's bisexual, like my mind just starts going a million miles an hour, like, this is going to be great. Like, where's, where's my popcorn? I'm going to watch a show. And then you get in the car, and it turns out you're not going to watch a show. You get to be part of the show. Yeah, and then your hormones are just going. You just get into it. And you and you had been drinking. Absolutely.
3: You had been drinking. You had been promised a lesbian sex show. All of a sudden, you're thinking, all right, now I'm going to actually get a little action. And that's what ends up happening.
1: Yeah. He yeah, just finished the deal. <laughs> Did tame the Beast. Did did you miss my eye? Did you uh? Were you satisfied at the end of the car ride? Not the end of the car ride. You had to wait till you got her home. Got. To... See, this is what <laughs> I'm no, talking no, about. No, no. This is what I'm talking about. But no, I'm just asking. I just want to
3: know. I'm asking. Yeah. But when you got home, the de- the deal was sealed for you. Absolutely.
2: <laughs>
3: now at at the point that you got home, Giant Brian. I'm sorry that you're uh, under scrutiny right now,
1: but well,
2: you're
1: the man of the hour. You got, you got lucky. When I screeched my car to a halt in front of my house and ran inside. <laughs> yeah, because you're so excited. When you... Did you... Uh, I right, let me just ask. Did you have sex? No.
3: Okay, so there was no sex. No sex. Clothes, most clothes stayed on. Dry humping. Okay. Yeah, was it like you were dancing then? No. Did... um. Did she... Did she use her, uh,
1: her mouth? S- yes. Soup coolers? Wow. Soup coolers? Yeah. I don't,
2: I don't, I don't
1: <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> I have
3: it. All right, here, uh, our buddy Matt, Matt, wants to say something. What do you got?
1: At least you got a feel of one of uh, Gunneria's friends back there while he was at the, uh, the barbecue thing, so at least he has something to go on for the night. You know, that's true. Who are you thinking about? Yeah, I don't remember. I was trying. Because <laughs> you were with Chlamydia.
3: I'd have been thinking about gyneurhea, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'd have just closed my eyes like I was with her back there. Well, hey, congratulations. Let's hear it for Giant. He
6: yeah! <clears throat> sounds real thrilled about the whole ordeal. <laughs> Horror ordeal? Is that what you called it? <laughs> um,
8: is, your, is your friend listening? Do you know Hooch? I don't think she is, thankfully. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Why wow, she found out some stuff today? Uh, did you did you get a number? Have you no. Seen, have you
3: seen each other since? No. Okay. Mad, uh, mad again.
1: Can we get him like a stunter dog tag or something? It's <laughs> one of the belts. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather go swimming in Link Jessup. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Have a chance of something to get bit off. <laughs>
6: Ooh! Ooh! Alright. It's probably got the same amount of animals that bite it. Alright,
3: now, alright. I can't, I don't even feel right asking that, Bateman. I do, I do, I do. Alright. Is there anything about a lake rash?
1: <laughs> um, did you reciprocate?
6: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Manually. Oh.
6: All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm so. I am now. I uh. I feel sick. <laughs> I really, I do. But there's some chicken
4: was, poppers on there. I was, had some after it was had his hands a, in it. It wasn't reciprocation. It was
1: beforehand. It was like. No! A...
6: Hey, hey, hey! I'm done. I'm done. I'm done.
1: I'm whoa. Hey, before you pass go, you have to get past the jail. (laughs) Wish you had all those cards, huh? I'd have thrown away that key. Man, oh, man.
3: I'm I'm honestly, I'm just a little uncomfortable at this point. Well, hey, you know,
1: you found true love. (laughs) Back off. Back off. (laughs) I hear you're engaged now, so uh, it's great. <laughs> they do call me the Clapper Spencer.
3: Okay. All right. I uh the Clapper. <laughs> Dubs, what do you think? What? What? Do you, I mean, because you were there. And he, I said this. I don't know if I said this on the air, or off the air. Oh no. Is that her? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Put her on. Right, do you want to take a break and put her on? I don't know if I can wait. All right, let's, all right, let's put her on. Hooch's friend, you're in the hideout. Hello. <laughs>
2: you <laughs> not go down. Yeah, all right, <laughs> that's Matt.
1: <laughs> close enough. <laughs> it was close enough. <laughs> you put a wig on Matt Albert, and that's it. He's That was Wow. All
3: right, let's take a break. Um, it's the open door policy. All our friends are here from the, uh from Central Florida. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout Radio <laughs> 104.1. Alright, welcome back into the Hideout Rural Radio 104.1. 407 916 star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. Um, thanks again to Seven uh, Blue Skies who came in. Yeah, they they sound good. Yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, local band, the number seven, blueskies.com. This is track four on it. Um, Cheater. I don't want the whole Well, I guess I do want the whole hour to be about Giant Brian, because I'm having a blast so far learning about his personal life. Yeah. So we just heard about the party bus back. Um... What's wrong? Is this real? What's going on? (laughs) Bateman, go check on uh, line eight. Just take it. (laughs) Just throw it up. No, this isn't actually related. Ah. Damn it. This is something that sounds like a lot of fun, though, but I just want to make sure it is what I think it is. Uh, Giant Brian here. um, Had a great time. Yeah. Out at... uh,
4: Slow my barbecue and afterwards mostly.
3: Mm-hmm. Now you said you're actually heartbroken.
1: I am a little depressed.
3: Not because of this though, right? No. What happened? The
1: the the first girl that actually has kind of taken my heart in, in Orlando since I've been here told me this week that we just can't see each other anymore.
6: Aww. No, no. Aww. Mike Boy, is in my back. Um she
2: did.
1: What 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 happened? She she just started dating someone else. Oh really? Yeah. The same girl you went home with last week. I'm gonna kill you, Dubs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Don't be mad at him. He didn't do it. Be <laughs> <laughs> mad at yourself. Look in the mirror, buddy. So you you're broken hearted, huh? Yeah, I'm a little
1: depressed about it actually.
3: Do you want to call her? You want to tell her about chlamydia? No.
1: <laughs> Does she Make know? Make her jealous? No. Does she know you were with chlamydia? No, absolutely not. Now this is a girl I, I, I've I've dated kind of off and on, but she, our schedules are so opposite that we we didn't go out often, if that makes sense. Like we call we talked to each other a lot, but like actually going out was hard, and I think that's kind of why it fell apart.
3: Hmm.
1: Well, I'm sorry that
3: you're uh, you're heartbroken. Yeah, I'm a puss. Yeah, you are. Uh. Yeah, Mad Matt, real fast.
1: Chlamydia did win that rib eating contest at Slow and Low. She cleaned that thing dry, I think. No, actually, that was. This oh, week. was that him? Yeah. Oh, my fault. But she did finish it up well. <laughs> well,
3: it was food. It was food, and of course she would. She got a free rib. She was very excited about it.
2: Is this is this for,
3: is this for Giant
1: Brian? The song. Guys, have a tissue. <laughs> James, you're in the hideout on the radio.
0: Duff, congratulations for coming out of the closet. When the bear is hungry, he will eat.
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> wow, Dubs, you have a lot of I don't know when I did that, but <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Yeah, I guess like uh, chlamydia called in over the break. She's really pissed off. She's like yelling, just asking for hooch. She's like, I don't want to stand at Just give me hooch. Uh, uh. I guess somebody's in a little bit of trouble (laughs) Oopsie
3: daisy So chlamydia called in? No one knows who she is That's why we gave her a a great Uh, hideout name Yeah, a classic hideout name
6: Chlamydia's better than gonorrhea She got the better of the two diseases No, trust me, I'd want gonorrhea Oh (laughs) Yeah, isolate that
3: Uh, yeah, uh, Yeah, well whatever You try Um all right, I'm getting the word. I won't take this call. I don't care. Irish here on the Hideout and Roll Radio.
0: Hey, El Hefe, Jay dubbs How you guys doing? What's up, buddy? Hey, we really miss you here in D.C. Thank you. Hey, I just want to tell you, um, there's some guy, never heard of him. He's filling in for Ron and Fez this week, Peter Rosenberg.
3: Um, yeah, we heard about that. Mm-hmm.
0: And I just came out to my garage. Don't have the computer out here, so I turn on the radio. and He's talking about the homophobic high out, And the guy that's with him says, well, that was a different show. And they start just ripping you guys apart.
4: Oh, I'm I'm yeah, really worried about the Peter Rosenberg oh, show.
0: I oh. know. I just thought I'd tell you guys. I mean, they were like, "Oh, there's internet sites that'll tell you they're the worst radio show in history, and they learned from us." And, and it's and it's they actually, learned,
4: we
3: learned from them. And it's
5: actually all true, amazingly. I wish
0: I had you guys back here, man. Well, we appreciate we you. Miss you guys. Thank
5: you. I get along with black guys. All I right. know Peter. Um, I'm good with money. I know Peter. <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm going to reserve comment on the Peter Rosenberg, quote-unquote, show. Because uh, I've never heard of it. Uh, a, because I've never heard of it, and B, uh, I know a lot of backstory about that show. So I will reserve comment until I get as a, somebody to confirm it. Because if that is true, we got the gun. I... Uh, we'll bitch smack you. Trust me, I got stories. I got so many stories about Washington, D.C. and WJFK. I, I had fun today talking about the potential replacement for Stern and Diamond Dave. So I uh, I got plenty of stories that I'm ready to tell if Peter, quote-unquote, Rosenberg, has a problem, quote-unquote, show, wants to
5: uh, do anything. Plus, I'll be visiting D.C. soon, I'm sure. Can stop I, by
3: and say hello. I, yeah, I don't know if we need to go that
5: far. <laughs> it's hard to talk when you're choked out. <laughs>
4: That show tapped out a while back, so don't worry about it. Uh,
3: Jimmy the Jew, you're in the hideout
0: room. Hello, FHA tubs. I'm a big fan of the Peter Rosenberg oh, show. Oh, come on. That's,
3: there's no reason to do that. What are you
0: talking to Jimmy.
3: Okay, thank you, thank you, it's Jim- Jimmy. All it's right, Jimmy. All right, thank you. All right. There's no reason to take it there. Um... I'm gonna reserve comment because I got plenty of stories that I could tell. 407-916-1041, triple eight nine 978 I just saw up uh, Ginevra's skirt. That was great. Everybody turn around and get a get a look at the show. Um, put it up.
6: I don't need it. I swear to God. Seriously, put it back up. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come Not back. Oh, my <laughs>
2: we'll, t-
3: we'll take a break. We'll come back. Bateman, do you want to play a game show? Sure. All right, we'll uh, we'll pick a couple players here in the hideout, and we'll do the we'll do up the game show uh, here in the hideout
5: uh, with uh, Tommy Bateman.
3: What's the uh, what's the trivia tonight?
5: It's all about Christian Bale, star of American Psycho and Batman. All right, that's uncomfortable. Too. He's Batman.
3: All right, so we have a few players who uh, who are ready to get in, and also too, we want to talk to our friend Melinda, who's here. She wants to talk about a show that's going on uh, out in Melbourne. So a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the hideout for the week. We're already I want a four point
1: one. All right, welcome. <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> all right,
2: that's really,
1: you just got it?
3: That's actually pretty funny. Uh, good job, Chucks. Hello. Uh, welcome back to the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Yo, 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 yo. All right, I word. G- stop. Just stop already. Just stop. Um, Why don't I just talk all over you? All right, let's, Uh. Huh? we got a game show to do. But um, first, we have a uh, we have someone on the phone. Who wants to check in for a second. Um, Earlier in the show, we were talking to uh, Giant Brian about his sexual uh, exploits after slow-mo barbecue last week with uh, one of Hooch's friends, (laughs) Chlamydia.
1: Chlamydia is on the phone. Uh Uh-oh. I'm gonna get under the table now and just hide. Why isn't she? (laughs) I don't think she'll fit under the table.
2: (laughs)
3: Come on, Brian. Why would you say that? That's just not right.
1: I dare you.
3: Let's um. Chlamydia is something she wants to say. She wants to get it out there.
6: She wants to get it out there. She wants to get a chlamydia out there. Okay,
3: stop. Uh, remember. Remember we told you about writing down your jokes and telling them off the air, and then Chlamydia. You there? Hey, Sugar. How's it going?
8: I'm fine. How are you?
3: Outstanding. You uh, you wanted to say something about Giant Brian?
8: Um, I would like to set a couple of things straight. Um, I know he's surrounded by a bunch of his boys and all machismo and stuff. Right. Um, okay. Let's first thing. I wouldn't call it um, shifting gears, as more as uh, let's find the symbol.
3: Oh.
8: Gotta remember
3: the boy's Jewish. Oh, that's just not right. And I... (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. And then what else?
8: Well, I do prefer the women. And if you look at him, he wouldn't make a bad dyke.
1: Oh, damn. I'm going to have to whip it out right here. No, you're not. Stop. No, do
2: not. Do not.
6: Do not. Do not. Wow.
1: Well, I thought last night was awkward. Oof.
2: Hey,
1: they call me the Kosher Baloney Pony.
3: Um, again, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm just not quite sure. Well, congratulations, Giant Brian. You made quite an impression tonight. Um, <laughs> Matt Albert says he can hear the cotton candy machine spinning in the background as she's talking. <laughs> got to get that kid back down here. I miss him. <laughs> 407-916-1041. I think yes, he's funnier typing. He really is. In studio, he's awful. He's god-awful. We should just put him in Bateman's uh, studio, and that way he can feel comfortable.
6: Oh, boy. All
3: right, do we want to play the game show, Bateman?
5: I don't know. I'm really uh, uncomfortable now. Why? It's so tense in there. And then Brian's threatening to whip it out, which is, you know, getting me out of the mood of Christian Bale.
2: I don't
3: okay Oh, wait. I'm, yeah, I'm just lost now. I'm Never just, mind. I'm just lost at this point. You know what? Let's not even worry about the game show. Thank God. We'll save it for next week. Although,
5: yeah, Christian deserves a better time slot. Um, Maybe we should start the show with them. No, no that's not Every right? day next week. No, thank you. That's not going to happen. From 7 to 8. Please, stop. <laughs> um, Christian Bale trivia.
3: Uh, I want to thank our, our friends here from uh, 7 Blue skies. Uh The number 7BlueSkies.com. This is good stuff, guys. They're really. Um, you guys are tomorrow, I guess, at the Haven. You guys are playing at 11 o'clock. Local music, so go out and support our buddies who came in on the Friday night open door policy. Um... Melinda wants to plug a show. Well, why don 't you go over there where uh, Mad Mad is and what do you got going on uh, coming up out at the uh, the theater out there in melbourne what 's happening All right. <laughs> um
5: Hello, boys.
3: What's up? (laughs) What do you got?
5: Um, Well, how many of you guys like Shakespeare? Nobody. (laughs) Yeah. Shakespeare. Well, good. Okay, then you'll love this play because
3: it uh, basically makes fun of Shakespeare. It's the complete works of Williams Shakespeare Bridge. It's playing now through July 24th at Melbourne Civic Theater on the corner of Wickham and 192 in Melbourne, Florida. Uh, The number is 321-723-6935 for any information. uh, It's
5: Thursday, Friday, Saturday night at... Eight and Sundays at two.
3: I've actually, uh, I'm actually familiar with that play, and it is pretty funny. It's, uh, yeah, it, it is, it is actually a very good play. Even so. for us straight guys. Yeah,
6: I think no, you, okay. I, think, I think,
3: you would like it. All right. You, 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 straight guys, I think you guys would end up, uh, end up loving it. Um, yeah, movie Mike. But I, uh, I thought uh, Dubs was a gay dyslexic. Yeah, what I'm happened, not gay. Dubs? I'm just dyslexic. Not, I don't know why that gets tacked on the front of it. I, I know that's kind of how we started the show, and that's how we're going to end it now um, with Dubs' disabilities. I'm not a yag. I, um. Uh, <laughs> that's really funny. That
6: was the, all right.
3: Um. Dubs, now that you're here in front of all our friends. Yeah. Hanging out. Um. Do you feel bad that somehow you've let everybody down? How have I let people down? You're gay. With your. Commercial reading and I don't. I don't to blow anybody down. Could I start like some sort of a petition that anyone who's dyslexic shouldn't be in radio? No. Why would you do that? i like a new partner. <laughs>
4: Trust me, I can find a million of you out there. That is true. When I say you, I mean Mexicans.
3: No, that, that is true. There's a whole bunch of us. I'll go to 7-Eleven, raise my hand up. Come on, my that's car. not. <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> what is it? That's not, and they're Puerto Rican. Uh, <laughs> Giant Brian, I feel like we should wrap up the night with you as well. You and, um...
2: <laughs>
5: what happened? Well, I said
3: you should have wrapped it up. Uh, ooh. What, uh... Now that your personal life is out there, and we know that you'll be with anything. <laughs> uh, what's next? Does anybody have a picture of her? Ooh. I, I have know.
4: one, but it's of her walking in the woods looking back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Damn. <laughs>
6: I thought the bear and the shaman uh commercial looked familiar. Oh, that's actually another very softer. Uh is... I'm, whi- I'm, whipping oh, no, I'm whipping it out. No, that's not
1: what we were talking about. That's
3: not what Do we are th- That's not what we are talking about. Is there anything that you would like to say at this point?
1: Long live the Jews.
3: Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that that's uh, that's all you got out of this. Well, I'm done. I'll be honest with you. I'm pooped. Uh, I want to thank everybody who came in on this Friday Night Open Door. There's some new friends. There's a, a Megan. I guess I haven't seen you before in the Friday Night Open Door policy. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Bizarro Jesus, who's a friend of ours, uh, usually online, has stopped in, along with uh, Melinda and Jack and uh, everybody else. Let me see. Where the, let me give one more time that play plug. That way people can uh, have a chance to go see it. The complete works of uh, William Shakespeare abridged out at the uh, the Melbourne play. So it runs the uh, the 11th through the 28th. Right. Um, all right, guys, we're out of here. Join us uh, Monday. I guess we're back Monday. Yep. This was the longest four-day yeah. work week ever. By the way, I don't know if anyone cares. But uh, I did lose four pounds this week on my new, on my new diet. To- I, uh... I'm thinking I'm going to get that. See, here's here's what I think is going to solve all my problems. I, I diet and fast and take the uh, diet pills until I lose about, like, 30 more pounds. And I'm not kidding you. I think I'm going to go on steroids for about a month or six weeks. And I think that will solve all of my problems. I'll be happy. Uh, all of the hot chicks will then end up wanting me. And I think it will work out beautifully. And then I will truly be Radio's Vin Diesel. And that should work out perfectly. Uh, thank you to Hooch. And uh, Hooch's, Hooch's pimp service that apparently is, uh, all of her friends are available for anybody. Uh, dog walking. <laughs> dog walking, yeah. is that what you said? Anybody who uh, listens to the hideout, it works for it. Um, we will see you guys Monday. <laughs> uh, wake up with the monsters in the morning, mid middays, <laughs> at the film spa in the afternoon. And then there's always... SBK Live on Saturday night. We'll see you guys. Uh, way out, bitch.
6: 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. I'd rather be a
4: Haunting-
3: oh, I'm the gay man.
2: I'd be
4: making love to a man Smoke a bone Oh
3: yeah, Chunks, you're so great Oh yeah, Chunks, you're so great Oh yeah, Chunks, you're so great Oh yeah, Chunks, you're so great, oh, yeah, Chunks, you're so great.
6: I love Bateman. I love Bateman. I love Bateman.
1: I'm a virgin, I don't know what it's
6: gonna feel like. That last guy sounded pretty gay. I am homosexual. I am homosexual. I would take the
4: dude. You gotta, you gotta make gay with it. Make gay with my foot.
0: I
2: don't need to do y'all so good. Y'all the best talk show I ever listened
3: to in the Pittsburgh area. I'm fat, get it? I'm fat, get it? I'm fat, get it? Tommy's a winner.
6: I love bait. I'm
3: sorry if I don't like chick... I am homosexual. I am homosexual. And I'm the gay one. I'll
0: be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it
2: goes. Kick him to the floor. Step on the hard. Step on them hard. Kick him to the floor. Cause I, I'll be smacking my hoes. I'll be smacking my hoes. I'll be smacking my hoes. I'm not interested. I
6: don't. I. 5,000.